0: all oh.
1: high school boy right there kids playground <laughs>
0: to the broadcast pioneers of philadelphia hall of fame want to congratulate my friend harry hurley you're about to find out why harry hurley has been named to the talkers magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation live from the studios of town square media in northfield it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. Ah, uh,
1: yes, it's seven minutes past the hour. I am here, and you are there, and uh, can we keep that going for quite a while longer? I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to pass the baton yet. We've got a lot of work to do. Busy weekend. Uh, worked all weekend. Uh, On the digital platform side of WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 on the website, wpgtalkradio.com, and on the app. It's the same thing, just two different ways to navigate. It's the same content. And we put a lot of local content out. One of the pieces that I want to begin the program with because the way the calendar works, what do you get, five years uh, in a row where September 11th will fall on a Monday through Friday, and then you have two years where it will go Saturday, Sunday. I presume that next year, there are calendar anomalies, but next year should be Sunday. Well wait, wait whoa, 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 no. Yesterday was Sunday. I was thinking that September 11th was on Saturday. So September 11th should be on Monday next year. Siri, help me out here. What day of the week is September 11, 2023?
2: It's Monday, September eleventh,
1: two 2023. Thank you, Siri. Hi. Ah, usually Siri says, don't sweat it or something like that. All right, so there you have it. So yesterday was September 11th. What I did late afternoon, early evening on September 10th, I wrote and I wrote some more and then I put it down. And then yesterday morning, very early, I finished it and I wrote a piece titled Atlantic City Talk Radio host on the air live September 11, 2001. Written yesterday, it read today is exactly 21 years Since the terrorist enemy attacked our homeland and toppled the two World Trade Center towers, initially taking 2,997 American lives, sidebar, I want us to do a better job as a country, not you, you're doing just fine, but I want us to do a better job as a country, tabulating the best that we can, because obviously it will never be perfect, because not every case of mesothelioma Not every cancer won't be because of September 11th. But I believe more people have died after September 11th than died on September 11th. And we don't do a good enough job tracking that. Joe Girallo, uh, I mentioned this last week, he posts these pithy little memes that he writes one of them i read about an hour ago and it said so you can tell he's an early riser check the people that are up early and i guarantee you every one of them is successful just mark my words on that getting an early start john zarek does it i mean you could go through the list nobody has the discipline to get up early that isn't successful. So Girallo wrote something like. If they tell you it's not about money, it's all about money. Which is so true. Well, it's not about the money. Well, yeah, it is about the money. You wouldn't have said that if it wasn't. I have no doubt that that statement is True. And I think the reason you might be wondering, where's Harry going with this? Where's the, where are you going to connect the dots? What's the nexus between these two things you're saying? They sound disjointed, they're not. I was, well, I was reading some of the things that we would be talking about. And I see the Giralo post. And I thought, well, I'm going to tie that in. (laughs) I'll share what the hero just wrote me. I won't forget. Hero, I won't forget. My phone's on silent. No, it's not on silent, but that came through uh, without a ding. How about that? That's unusual. Maybe he sent it through social media and not my text. Hero's got a good one. So you're thinking, what's what's the, 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 the correlation between these two? I believe the reason that there's not more recognition to how many people died as a result of breathing the toxic fumes. And I tell you, I'm the only one, I guess, either has the courage or that remembers. But Governor Christy Whitman was the EPA administrator, a cabinet member in the President George W. Bush administration, and she declared that the air was safe at ground zero. Now, I swear to you, I don't make stuff up. I get stuff wrong sometimes, and I do my best to correct mistakes with the intensity as the announcement. But I know this. So many times, I mean, I called her out, and I know we've got long-term listeners that were here 21 years ago that heard me say, and I vividly remember saying it not once, a hundred times maybe, and that might be light, maybe 200 times, maybe a thousand times. I said, how dare christy whitman say that that air is safe let's think about this jet fuel that burns i forget at what temperature but it is hot hot as hades what why do you think the buildings came down they hit the building low it didn't do a damn thing and they couldn't believe it when bill clinton was president they didn't make that mistake again they hit it high and they hit it hard And they hit it with a plane with a belly full of fuel on purpose. These were It was all, I I have to tell you, it's regretful. And we didn't have intelligence agencies that would speak with one another. The plan was fabulously executed. They purposely picked planes with very few people on them. So they only had like five hijackers. And they weren't hijackers. They were kamikaze terrorists. I was thinking about saying something else, but I opted against it. If you wonder why why I paused, I'll save that for my private thoughts. But they only need about four or five on each plane because they picked planes with very few people on them that were going from east all the way west, 3,000 miles and beyond. So, you know, you do know every plane is not filled. They have more than they need. Because, you know, things can happen. You can get diverted. Margie and I, we were on a plane once. It was diverted like five times just from Rutland, Killington, Vermont, Rutlandtown to what ultimately would have been Philadelphia. In fact, yeah, we did stop a few times on that flight. To begin with, it was like one of those hopscotch things. It was a Eastern plane, Eastern Airlines. It was a German plane, Dornier, which I found out later. The crew, basically, they were all being punished. Fantastic to find out years and years later. But we've been on a plane that was supposed to stop... In New York somewhere, LaGuardia didn't stop, was supposed to stop somewhere else, didn't stop, was supposed to stop. It was just the weather was terrible. So they have more fuel on the plane than they need for the particular flight. But they purposely, the terrorists, wanted as much fuel as possible because they needed to heat that steel and then it just pancaked down. The amazing thing was... And I think about this from time to time. Wouldn't you think at the speed the planes were going that they would have went right through the building? But I guess not. You get held up, hit steel, you hit stuff. But they didn't – they never came out. They went in, but they never came out, those planes, both of them. So what I'm saying is – what am I saying? What I'm saying is – they don't want to admit that all these people, these police officers and firemen and first responders and volunteers, people from Atlantic City went, Foley went, Mario Suarez, Hero. Text me. I can't remember if the Hero went. Um, I'll tell you what the Hero said after the break. But I've always believed this. They don't want to admit that these are casualties of 9-11 because then they have to pay for it. And Christy Whitman has never been held to account. What calculation, what testing, what did she do to be able to say that the air was safe? Who could ever believe that? I am just, and, and at that point in time, only on air about Ten years at the time. Not new, but. And I guess 10 years is is veteran status, but but nowhere near the experience that we have three times later. So how did I know that jet fuel burns at this temperature? And I don't know. But the, the years the buildings were built, was there asbestos involved? I don't know. I could look that up. And it doesn't matter, though. Because there were plastics and there were all kinds of other things. How could anyone believe that that air was safe to breathe? And yet Christy Whitman said that it was. Now, I I believe it would have been very foolish to go down to ground zero and not wear a respirator uh, for any length of time in particular. But people did. You know, it gets very hot and you're working and they were moving rubble and they're trying to find if people are still alive and very stressful work, very hot. It's still September, so, you know, hot days. And so people took the masks off. And then you're breathing in the problem with mesothelioma. That can develop 30, 40 and more years later. There's going to be people continuing to die Because of September 11th for still decades to come. So the Jorallo Post, when they tell you it's not about money, it's all about money. That's why they won't come clean. And I guess they'd have to admit that they put people really big time in harm's way. By saying that the air was safe. President Bush was there. Rudy Giuliani was there, but, I mean, they weren't there. Giuliani was. President Bush was there for a limited period of time, very brave limited period of time. But how about the first responders day after day after day? And Christy Whitman should be ashamed of herself. In my estimation, she killed people. You got to tell people, look, that's jet fuel, it burns at this temperature, it incinerated all kinds of stuff. There is airborne schmutz and stuff and all kinds of things you can't even see. But it's there. And it gets stirred up even as they as the work is done. So you need the highest grade, like you were in a paint shop. Where if that respirator doesn't work, your lungs... Get painted over and you suffocate in two minutes. That's the respirator they needed. All right, we've got a break. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away.
0: Fox News commentary:
2: Four thousand beagles have been rescued and will now never be sold into lab testing. Now this is the kind of news we needed today. I'm Tommy Laren. More next.
3: You spend the first hour of your vacation at the luggage carousel, thinking there's nowhere to go but up. But there is a place to go but up, because when you open your suitcase, you find it filled with dolls. Dolls like the ones in that movie that scared you so much you wet your girlfriend's bed. Ah, Marissa, the one that got away. You return the bag to the airport with relief. It lasts until you get back to your room, where a fallen doll waits to greet you.
2: Don't let a suitcase full of dolls ruin your vacation. Go on a real vacation. GoRVing.com. Humane Society of the U.S. has completed its mission to save 4,000 beagles from an inhumane breeding facility in Virginia. These beagles were reportedly housed in inhumane conditions, and if not for the facility breaching Animal Welfare Act violations, these pups would have likely been sold to labs like Fauci's National Institutes of Health, where they would have been experimented on. Now, the story has a happy ending, but the fact that this practice still occurs in the U.S.A. is stunning and sickening. According to the CEO of HSUS, on average, 60,000 dogs are still used in labs each year. But as for the 4,000 just rescued, they will now be placed in more than 100 shelters and rescue facilities across the U.S., including right here in Nashville, Tennessee. If you can open your heart and your home to one of these dogs, or any rescue for that matter, please do. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com.
0: From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Oh, I've been
1: waiting to get back to you so much during this break. I wanted to reacquaint myself because I've done a lot of show prep today on a lot of things that we're going to talk about. But I didn't prep Christy Whitman's role in September 11th. That was extemporaneous uh, to comments that I had prepared to make. And when I say prepared, I don't have any of this written down, but uh, I know what I want to talk about because I, I plan it, especially the opening monologue. I went. To find an item, because this is going back 21 years on Whitman and this whole thing about the air quality. The first one that popped up—it's no surprise. I keep telling you to get the truth in America. You have to go to the United Kingdom. It is—it is amazing to me. Or, of course, listen to Hurley in the morning, Sean Hannity, Brian Kilmeade, a few other people. So, here's the headline. It's the Guardian from the United Kingdom. Former EPA head admits she was wrong to tell New Yorkers post nine eleven air was safe. Christine Todd Whitman, who reassured the public over ground zero air, says, quote, I'm sorry, we did the best we could with the knowledge we had. But listen to this. She's treating the American people at this time, and this is six years ago. She I don't think she ever came clean until two thousand sixteen. I'll look. But this is 2016 on Saturday, September 10th of, what is that, uh, six years ago? Almost exactly. Here's how it reads. Christine Todd Whitman, who who, as head of the Environmental Protection Agency under George W. Bush at the time of the 9-11 attacks, told the public the air around ground zero in New York was safe to breathe has admitted for the first time she was wrong. Now, can you imagine it took her 15 years to cop to this? 15 years. And she tells a a periodical out of the United Kingdom the truth. She doesn't even fess up here at home. She's a disgrace. In case you can't tell, I, I, I don't despise anyone, but I have strong strong dislike because she's a fake and a fraud and this this just this just takes the cake speaking to the guardian for a report on the growing health crisis to be published on sunday the 15th anniversary of the attacks whitman made an unprecedented apology to those affected but denied she had ever lied about the air quality or known at the time it was dangerous so Here's my take on that. How did I know? How would any dope know that stuff burned at a really high temperature and there's all kinds of stuff in the air? Quote, she said, whatever we got wrong, we should acknowledge and people should be helped. Adding that she still feels awful, quote, about the tragedy and its aftermath. Quote, I'm very sorry that people are sick. Quote, I'm very sorry that people are dying. And if the EPA and I in any way contributed to that, oh, yes, you did, because you told everybody it was safe to breathe the air. Quote, I'm sorry. We did the very best we could at the time with the knowledge we had. Quote, every time it comes around to the anniversary, I cringe because I know people will bring up my name. You're right. They blame me. You're right. They say that I lied. Yep. And that people died because I lied. Yep. And people have died because I made a mistake. All right. So she wants to say, I didn't lie. It was a mistake. I'm not even going to. That's a distinction without a difference. Because here's my feeling. How how can you take air samples and say that they're that they're good? How could they possibly have tested safe? All right, so let's keep going. Quote, I'm glad to reassure the people of New York that their air is safe to breathe and their water is safe to drink. I don't even know about the water. It's a really good point. If the air wasn't safe, I'll stick my neck out on a limb and say that the water was probably not safe either. That's something I hadn't considered before. She has always maintained that as head of the EPA, she was simply passing on what government scientists were telling her, warning those working at Ground Zero itself to wear respirators, but dismissing concerns over the surrounding area, which was engulfed in dust and ash. You remember, right? It was dark. It was a cloud. Talk to people that were there. I have. I've been talking to one of them a little bit during the break. Three days after the attacks... Whitman had previously been the Republican governor of New Jersey, told reporters, quote, the good news continues to be that air samples we have taken have all been at levels that cause us no concern. I just don't believe that at all. I believe the public was deceived. I believe all the, the um, people in the area were, were done a very dirty disservice. All the first responders what a what a terrible, terrible human being. And even when she came clean in 2016, she really didn't. She really didn't. If I, if we, if the cat had kittens, it would be a giraffe. I mean, just very, very sad. Uh, after the break, I'm going to continue what would have been My opening comments, and we're going to have wide open forum coming up in the seven o'clock hour, eight o'clock hour. We'll tell you about that when we get there. Mayor Charles Kane this morning in the nine o'clock hour where he will be making. And, you know, I don't I don't overstate the case. A major announcement during the nine o'clock hour. I don't know exactly what time because that's it's Charles's announcement and it will be up to him whether we do it early, middle, or towards the end. I think, I don't think, I know, the last time we spoke that he was going to make the announcement in the last segment today. So don't miss that as well. Back in just a few, 32 minutes past the hour, here's three things that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio app or the WPGTalkRadio.com website.
4: This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network.
1: It's Harry Hurley, an iconic Ocean City pastry shop. And boy, this has gone supernova viral. Oh my gosh, your readership has been unbelievable. This pastry shop will close this week after 98 years. And we just broke this one this morning. A pub known for the best chicken wings in Atlantic City will close after more than 30 years if it seems like an epidemic it is and i share my thoughts about being live on the air on september 11
5: 2001 right now From the Townsend, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. 24 hours of unsettled wet conditions and then another week plus of dry, comfortable weather. We could see some spotty showers around today. Cloudy and foggy to start, then some breaks of sun this afternoon. Warm and humid, high 83. Showers and thunderstorms likely tonight could be some downpours around low 72. Clouds and showers tomorrow morning, then turning sunny and breezy with falling humidity high of 82. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early
0: in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Right now. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I need to know.
1: That's why I'm here. 39 minutes past the hour. I continue with my September 11th thoughts 21 years uh, ago revisited. So we shared with you the beginning of my piece and then I went um, into some of the the very sad things because I really can't – I can't really share that 2,997 American lives were taken when I know that it is infinitely more than that. Of course, other lives were taken and they're part of that nearly 3,000 in the beginning when another plane was purposefully crashed into the Pentagon – And still more lives were lost when brave American heroes on uh, United Airlines Flight 93 gave their lives by bringing down yet another commercial airline plane in an open field in Shanksville, western Pennsylvania. It was September 11, 2001, and it seemed like a normal late summer Tuesday. I was live on the air. I went to the 9 a.m. hour CBS National News break. At the time, we were the only CBS affiliate in the state of New Jersey. The news report said that a small plane has struck one of the World Trade Center towers. And that's what we had at first. So my mind wandered. I thought that perhaps a small sightseeing plane had a mechanical failure, failure. Or pilot error or something happened. But it was a beautiful day, so it wasn't like there was any visibility problems. It just all seemed odd, but we ju- I just assumed that it was a, a sightseeing-type small plane. Pilot error or mechanical failure, and it crashed into one of the World Trade Centers by accident. It was only minutes later that we learned that it was a commercial airplane. Initially, we had no way to know that it was an act of terrorism, but then it was even stranger. Now it was a commercial airline plane, best pilots in the world, best equipment. It was an American Airlines plane, Flight 11, that had crashed into the World Trade Center North Tower at 8.46 a.m. Just to show you, it wasn't until the 9 o'clock news that they even had mention, and it was wrong, about this so-called small plane has hit the World Trade Center. Again, the initial reaction was somehow that mechanical failure or a pilot error, that a disaster had happened. We were a much simpler nation then. We just couldn't imagine that bad guys would be willing to go this far. You know, we thought about that they would hijack a plane and ask you to take them somewhere and that they want to live as well. A short while later, a second commercial airplane crashed into the second World Trade Center South Tower. And then there was no doubt at this point. I didn't wait for anyone to tell me. I didn't need a manual. I didn't need a roadmap. America was under terrorist attack, and I said so on the air in real time. The terrorist enemy specifically chose airplanes named American and United. They also selected the date September 11th, 911. So that we will never forget what they did to America. Next, we learned about another commercial airplane crashing into the Pentagon. Barbara Olson, who we were uh, due to interview in the very near future thereafter, was on that plane and killed the wife of then Solicitor General Ted Olson. It gave you the immediate impression that there would still be more. I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you know what? How many more? How many more planes were hijacked for kamikaze missions? Then word arrived about yet another plane that had crashed into a field in Shanksville, western Pennsylvania. We next learned that this particular plane had taken off late. And of course, that stressed the terrorists out like you can't imagine because this was supposed to be all the planes up in the air at the same time. And they would have the element of surprise. But these passengers were able to find out about the other planes that crashed into the two World Trade Center towers and the Pentagon. So this gave them an advantage that no other passengers on the previous three planes had. They knew that this was no ordinary hijacking. The terrorist intention was to use American-named airplanes filled with jet fuel as weapons of war. These brave passengers broke into the cockpit, Todd Beamer and and the rest, and took the plane down, arguably saving hundreds, if not thousands of lives. We will never know for sure, but it has always been my firm belief that this plane was heading to either the U.S. Capitol building to crash right into the dome and destroy the Capitol and as many people as they could. Imagine the spectacle of... The U.S. Capitol building on fire. Wow. Or for that matter, the White House. It was a surreal experience while these unprecedented terrorist attacks were taking place in real time. It was the worst terrorist attack in American history. As 19 terrorist hijackers took approximately 3,000 lives on September 11, 2001, many thousands more have died over the past 21 years from mesothelioma and other forms of cancers and illnesses from the toxic fumes. Although the pain was unbearable for the affected families and the nation to bear, it was extraordinary to witness how united the American people had become On September 11th 2001 family friends and even strangers came closer together as a nation we were able to put all differences aside we have not I think you're going to agree with this because it's true and if you don't agree with it that's on you I know this is true we have not been united ever since then it's been exactly 21 years and this is the last time that America was a united nation. Millions of Americans proudly flew the flag at home in their cars. People were nicer to one another, held doors open, talked with one another. Small, petty differences just didn't matter anymore. We were really one nation. President George W. Bush had a 91% approval rating shortly after September 11, 2001. This was not because he had done everything right. Rather, it was because the American people had decided to stick together much like the American people rallied behind President Franklin D. Roosevelt during World War II and he made all kinds of mistakes. Of course, our moment of being a United Nation would not last. It was soon followed by America becoming, and we still are, a bitterly divided 50-50 nation ever since. The world also rallied around the United States of America, for example. On September 13, 2001, Queen Elizabeth II, God rest her soul, directed her formal guard to play the United States National Anthem in the United Kingdom as tears of Britons flowed for the American people. It was a grand gesture that had broken merely 600 years of tradition in the United Kingdom. As a child, Queen Elizabeth had lived through and well-remembered the Nazi bombings. Another dangerous condition is developing in America. As September 11, 2001, travels further away in the rearview mirror, people are forgetting what actually happened 21 years ago yesterday. Remember, 12 terrorists, and it's 19 total, but I think 12 were on the planes, plotted and planned the 9-11 attacks right here in America – Learning how to fly right here from an American flight school where they wanted to learn how to fly a plane in the air, but were not very concerned about landing a plane. Hmm, interesting. This is why, for 20 consecutive years during the nine o'clock hour, we replay our September 11, 2001 Hurley in the Morning program from the nine o'clock hour while the terrorist attacks were taking place in real time. In our small way, We want to help keep what happened on this horrific day fresh in mind and not let it become a fading memory. Many family members could not reach one another as cellular telephones had stopped working and carrier service became inundated on September 11, 2001. We could not reach our oldest daughter, Kristen, who was then a freshman at the College of New Jersey. Schools were closed following this. Our financial hub was also hit. The stock market actually was forced to close for several days as the technical infrastructure had to be rebuilt after also being hit by the terrorist enemy. That's a first in history, the stock market not being open. The terrorist enemy had purposefully struck American symbols of power in New York City, then recognized as the greatest city in the world. The terrorist enemy had been trying every day Make no mistake about it. They have been trying every day for the past 21 years. This is why I rail at Joe Biden letting in thousands and thousands and thousands of bad guys. There's no doubt he let them in because their political agenda is more important than you living, surviving, breathing. The daily threat is real. We must not let our guard down, or something like this, or worse. This is not a, a projection. This is a guarantee. Fill in the date. Something like that, or worse, will happen again. An entire generation turned 21 years old yesterday. Many with little or no memory of what occurred on this date. We must relearn and remember the many difficult lessons of september 11th 2001 we'll be back i am
0: hurley in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450
4: a.m hey sean hannity here join me this afternoon at three now back to harry hurley on wpg talk radio 95.5
1: thank you sean hannity it is 55 minutes past the hour wide open forum coming up in just a few minutes uh, we'll let you know about the 8 o'clock hour when we get there. That's a little bit in flux. There is something that we're working on. Also, programming note, uh, a little bit later this week, I believe it's Thursday. Looking forward to it. He and I have chatted uh, several times in the run-up to this. David Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's very talented brother. David Limbaugh is a fantastic writer. And we are going to visit with him this Thursday at 905, I guess it'll be more like 906, Uh, and really, really looking forward to that. Let me check some of the um, communications that I've been getting, there's been nine of them. Uh, Let's see, Tom Foley sent me an email of a young woman known as Dust Lady who died of cancer at a young age. We'll check that out. Tom wrote me, I remember Whitman BS about what you said all the time, probably over 10,000 lost now is estimated by police and fire unions. Tom, I have no doubt that you're correct about that, but they won't admit it because they don't want to take care of these people. Can you imagine? How Look at the money this government blows. Look, look at what's been going on. Look at the trillions of... Here's what I don't understand. We're writing checks for many billions of dollars to send all over the world, and I'm all for being benevolent But we've got hungry people here at home that aren't able to eat three meals a day. I'll tell you, I don't want to be a part of the process because I feel like I can do more good with what we do. But just every so often, I wish more reluctant warriors would get involved. But I don't blame you for not getting involved. You've got these scumbags out there that lie about you and want to ruin your life, ruin your, your reputation in your community, ruin your, um, your standing with your own family where they try to, to, to just make you look like something you're not, uh, eroding your own children's opinions. I mean, think about what people are willing to do to run these days. I, I have to give them a lot of credit. When I did it twice, it was bad. It was a very bad time, but nothing, nothing like it is today. But we need, we need more people um, to step up. More people like Vince Palestina who don't need it, who actually need it like, like a third head. I mean, don't need it at all. Successful, no need for it. Always beware. You know my expression. I want people that want it in the best way. I don't want people that want it in the worst way. You look at all these people, like uh, Stacey Abrams, for example. This woman, I believe, had a negative net worth. And now she's worth millions. How's that happen? What redeeming qualities, what contribution has she made? To now be worth millions of dollars and command these speaking fees and have all this uh, that's been happening. It's sickening. So, the hero wrote in right when I was talking about no one that wakes up early. I have a theory, but I'm not talking about some bum drunk that's drinking all night or something, but people that get up early are successful. Mike wrote, the Hurley Bird gets the worm, which is true. Oh, Mike also wrote, we also thank her for robbing the police and fire pension for millions. That, if I'm not mistaken, the only governor to even attempt to put some of her money back was Chris Christie. But don't forget, Mike. Mike, write me back on this. Chris Christie hurt you worse than Christie Whitman did. Because Chris Christie took your COLA, your cost of living adjustments away I would say the average police officer or fireman <clears throat> that, that has retired in the last decade or however long that, that has been in effect, you have lost, you'd be making more than $1,000 more a month, and I think in some cases substantially more, if that had not been done. He hurt you worse than she did.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. And open for... From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground... (laughs) To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, how about them Eagles? The only thing they did was blow the point spread. Ah, what a shame. And Eric, if you're listening, I feel your pain. Eric, uh, he would say this himself, so I'm not talking out of school. He had a, a little parlay going. One of them he had, and all he needed the Eagles to do was to win by three and a half points, which obviously you can't do. So he needed them to win by four points or more, and they only wound up winning by three. In the Chuck Malamut, for entertainment purposes only pool, it was also three and a half. And I had the Eagles. It was thirty-eight seventeen. I thought this is fantastic. Even if the the Lions score another touchdown, you know, the Eagles will probably score one more time, or they'll still win by, you know, plenty. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. Three out of four possessions. Detroit scores, and it's thirty eight thirty five nail biter. And you have to admit, no matter who the head coach of the Eagles is. Is they have this propensity to do this. We'll talk about that with Mayor Kane. And Mayor Kane will do what he and I do every year. We will make all of our picks. I've got my grid right in my hand. He and I, uh, over the weekend before the game, each made our pick for yesterday's game. So we'll reveal that uh, when Mayor Kane arrives for the nine o'clock hour. And I'll tell you what, Minnesota looked really good against that crazy uh, man-bun, weirdo uh, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I'm telling you, the the more um, natural remedies he's ingesting, uh, the weirder and the worse as a player he's becoming, I think. Uh, He got smoked. He looked terrible. They looked very, very good. And let's see if they're very good or if the Packers just weren't very good yesterday. That's a home game Monday night. The Eagles. So we won't know. We won't be able to talk about that one until a week from tomorrow. So we'll do all that coming up. All right, let's get to your calls. Let's do what we do better than any two-way talk program. I know in the history of this market. That's, that, that's just undisputed. Nobody disputes that. Probably not even people that, that do this would dispute that. Let's do what we do better than any other program ever, and that is have some great two-way talk together. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
6: Hey, Harry. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, this time I checked, defense wins Super Bowls. Maybe the defense will show up when they play the Packers or whatever. But hey, that's not why I called. <laughs>
4: okay, You, you
6: can't give up that many points. I know. It was uh, terrible. It, it, you're, you're wrong on You keep saying terrorists. Also, if you're going to say that, I'll go back to what Omar said. Some people flew into the towers. Well, who was it? Was it terrorists? Was it some people? No. It was like in Germany. Was it some people from Germany? No, it was Germans. So now there was...
1: So you want to say I should be more specific and not say terrorists, which I thought was a good description of the people that did it. They are terrorists, so you can't say that's wrong. If I'm wrong, I always admit I'm wrong. It's not that I'm wrong. I'm exactly right. You would like it more specific and should I say Saudis? I mean, what do you want to be said?
6: Yeah, well, you could say that none of this would have happened if we could go on and on. You and I, I'm just a... Fired up about it because I went to a, you know nine eleven yesterday at t- Lower Township, and it was it was just sad thinking how did this happen? Well, you could go back to the Clintons and said, well, if he would have bombed, he had Osama bin Laden, but he bombed uh, he opted to bomb an aspirin uh, aspirin factory. Right. For, for
1: those who don't who, who want to question the gentleman's assertion, I have played the audio over the air. The audio exists of Osama bin Laden being offered to Bill Clinton. And he he sounded like a scared child. He wanted nothing to do. Yeah, we could have had him a long, long time ago. But that's not to say that something like that still wouldn't have happened because they would have exacted revenge on us capturing or killing bin Laden. I don't know that it would have stopped it, but it would have been a good idea to have him a lot sooner than we did.
6: Right, and I don't like the idea that uh, 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 this idiot that's in the White House now, well, I was the only one that told him not to kill him. That, that's what Joe Biden said when they were in that room, when Hillary Clinton was in there. and uh,
1: Biden, on there were three other occasions minimum where we could have had bin Laden with, with Obama-Biden, and they passed, and finally, and Ob- and yes, Joe Biden until the very end, even on the mission where O'Neill shot and killed, and it could have been any one of the heroes, but it was him. Uh, he got the shot. Even on that mission, Biden was opposed.
6: Yes, he was. Uh, he, you know, he's always been always been wrong. We, yes. we know that. Yes. He's wrong now. And it, it's just Harrod, Just let me. Uh, end but do me a favor
1: before you hang up. Educate me, though. And I don't care that you said I'm wrong. I, I'm fine with that. You didn't like my description of terrorist. Who what if I'm describing who took down, you know, the two World Trade Center towers and the Pentagon uh, flight and the the one that crashed in western Pennsylvania? Because here American heroes took the plane down because they knew that they were headed towards some icon in America, the Capitol, the White House. What should I call them?
6: (laughs) You know what? Me, personally, I'm calling them Muslims. I'm calling it what it is, because it was Germany. It was Germans that killed how many millions of Americans? It was Germans. I got to call it the way I see it. Well, hey,
1: look, they were Muslims, every single one of them. And then that got people all tied up in a bunch of knots because then it was considered to be like hate speech or something. But that's not true. Nobody said all Muslims are terrorists. It just happens to be, at, at this point in time, all the terrorists that were involved in that were Muslim. Uh, both can be true, and, and it should be able to be said.
6: It should be able to be said. That's all I'm saying. All right. You're right, Harry. I'm glad you did. All right. all right, brother.
1: Thank you. Let's talk again. 609-407-1450. See how that went? That was fun. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
7: Man, you sound pretty good. I'm in Italy. I'm, I'm enjoying your show. Well, thank you.
1: You're a, a world traveler now, I see.
7: I love you, my little brother. Three quick things. Can I just three real quick things? Time is yours. First thing, the World Trade Center, which isn't why I called, but it was a very low-tech mission with extremely high-tech results. I'm, I'm going to say something. In- well,
1: not no, not high-tech results. Effective results. There was nothing high-tech about it at all. They crashed American planes with bellies full of 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 jet fuel that burns. Let me see if Siri knows. Yo, Siri, at what temperature does jet fuel burn?
2: Here's an answer from reference. Oh, get ready. Jet fuel burns Ooh. at temperatures between 800 to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: There you go. So that jet fuel was cooking at probably about a thousand to fifteen hundred degrees And it did what the other terrorists attempted to do when Bill Clinton was president in 1993. They hit it low uh, with bombs and with the trucks. Uh, This group came up with the idea of learning how to fly planes poorly, but good enough to get the job done. They didn't care about landing because they were never going to land. And so it was low tech all the way, but not a high tech result. What? What's your what? What definition? What? Why did you describe it as high tech?
7: Because the amount of deaths, the amount of deaths that they inflicted would have been would have needed high something high tech to do it, but they did it low tech with high tech results. meaning the amount of deaths they I got, got you. out okay. of a low tech device. I got device.
1: you. Uh, yep. 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 I got you. Okay. All right. That's the okay,
7: last two yeah, things. Yep. Okay. Two and three. Yep. Uh, just, just, as a fun fact, uh, Chrissy Whitman's husband, I believe, owns all the cup of soups and the phone calls out of the jails. When when a prisoner has to buy a cup of soup or a phone call, I think it all goes to her husband. I think he he somehow wrapped that 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 little niche up, and it's it's a good business. But of course, it's all political. But
1: it's, it's, I mean it's kind of like I'd never heard that before. But if it's true, it's kind of like Governor Hochul. She bought uh, COVID nineteen test kits for twice as much as she would have to pay because she bought them from a campaign contributor. All that should be criminal.
7: Last last important thing. Yeah. If the secret service, well, let, let me start off backwards. When I go by my president's little compound, I always go by slow when there's no traffic. And I'll roll my window down, and the Secret Service guy walks over to me, you know, nonchalantly. And I, I always say, tell my president that I said, get back in the White House. And he'll immediately say to the, you're on common man, keep going, get out, keep going. He's not kidding. So if that's true, why didn't the Secret Service, who was sworn to protect the persons and effects of, of my president, why didn't they shoot it out with the FBI We're not let them in the compound?
1: What compound? Into Mar-a-Lago. Oh, well, because there's a lot more than really gets talked about a lot. For example, the FBI did call the Secret Service to tell them they were coming. They didn't give them much notice. They knew they were coming. Uh, You raise a good point, but it's a radical notion that interagency, that you would have the Secret Service shooting at the FBI, they would take the position, even though the other side doesn't act this way and they're very, very dishonest, uh, that we're all on the same team. They're not going to do what you said ever, never, ever. And you as a civilian, they're looking at you as maybe a possible threat, like a kook, a threat. Just keep moving, keep moving. You know, I don't care that you said, hey, get him in the White House. Uh, yeah, what you said has zero chance of happening.
7: But, but they could have at least not let him in. I know they called the FBI first one that real short notice. They didn't have to let him in.
1: Well, they did have to let them in. They ha- Even though I think it's corrupt, and it's a judge that had previously uh, recused himself in a case involving President Trump and Hillary Clinton, uh, they had a, a, a court-ordered subpoena. They they had uh, rather let me check, check that there was already a subpoena they had a court ordered warrant the Secret Service had to let them in that's our law they would have been in violation of that all kinds of problems uh, it would actually be lawless now the sad thing is we know how corrupt they are because we know what they did in that fake Russia collusion stuff. With the phony FISA warrants and all these other representations that they've made, but there's no way that the Secret Service could say, "Go away, we're not letting you in." They had a warrant signed by a judge. I believe they could have. Be- How?
7: I believe they could have based on the. I believe they could have based on the fact that uh, uh, they weren't serving protecting the president's personal effects.
1: Well, they're not going to look at it that way. Here, here comes a a warrant it's signed by he he's a he's kind of a fake judge but they call him a magistrate type judge and but it is signed and you got to let him in because if you don't you have then you really have criminal problems on your hand that would that would be a separate standard of justice How, would if they have a warrant they could break your door down if they want and they had guns out and things it, it could have gotten Crazy if people didn't, you know, calm the, the situation down. Uh, so I've got to run to the break. I disagree with the third part, even though I understand why you're saying it. And I, I also strongly believe that the whole warrant was unnecessary and unjust and, and highly political and, and bears watching. And there, there should be an investigation into how all that happened. But there's no way you could keep them out legally
7: love you my little brother
1: right back at you enjoy italy the uncommon man you never know i'm telling you when we tell you people are listening all over the world it's no joke don't go away one open phone line that's it it can be yours next at 609-407-1450 we'll come right back to your calls in just a few minutes here's sean hannity
8: turn up your radio here's the sean hannity morning
4: minute fertilizers up 400%. The biggest problem is seeds are up 100%. And that means that farm farmers are not farming anymore. But we have a Biden nominated banking chief, new Fed banking chief who's going to target crypto and climate change. A Fed banking chief has priorities climate change. You got to be kidding me. They're so clueless in every way imaginable. But this is why the only thing you're going to hear from Democrats, is demagoguery, smearing, slandering, besmirchment, and character assassination. That's all they've got.
0: Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later
4: today, right here. You know, there's no sign that identity theft is slowing down, and frankly, why should it? You have more than $14 billion stolen from identity theft victims last year alone. Now, to cyber criminals, that's their success story. To the rest of us, it's a wake-up call. Now, all of us are putting our personal information at risk every day in more places than ever. And all of that exposure can make it really dangerous and easy to steal your identity. Now, LifeLock by Norton, they make it easy to help protect yourself by monitoring your identity and alerting you to threats that you could miss on your own. If you become a victim, you will get a U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist that will be dedicated to your case and help you fix it. Now, look, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every single transaction of every single business, but if you use my name, Hannity, you'll save an additional 25% off your first year. Just call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Hannity, 1-800-LIFELOCK, LifeLock.com, promo code Hannity. Hannity. Hey thank.com
0: Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: And we are right back to your calls at 609-407-1450 at 26 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the morning, you're on the air.
9: Good morning, Mr. Harry. How are
1: you? I am well, thank you.
9: In honor of Flash, I would like to challenge the notion that 911 was not a high-tech event and two things i would like you to consider is maybe asking syria
1: <laughs> by the way that was not flash that was a different caller but go right ahead no 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 no.
9: i understand no no, oh,
1: no. okay you were i i you were conflating you said i want to challenge flash I, and then you went into the exact same thing the caller brought up i'm with you now go ahead
9: in honor of flash yeah. i want to challenge the notion i got it I got it. That there was molten steel found at the bottom of the World Trade Centers. And how hot does that have to be to become molten? And in addition to that, what low-tech event... Well,
1: we'll go back a step. Would it have had to become molten, like molten lava, or just pliable enough, heated enough, that it would then give way and then you would have that pancake effect, which... Of course, happened when the two twin towers collapsed. I, I is is what you're saying. You, what are you doubting in the scenario? I mean, you don't doubt that the two towers came down. Of course, they did, right? No, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, so sir. we're not we're not correct. Yeah, we're not being silly. So what do you doubt?
9: I am saying that there was molten steel found at the base of the tower. I got you. And if the towers came down with the planes and the fire, which is fine. As that collapsed, as, you know, the peculiar way that both of them magically collapsed in their own footprints, then there still wouldn't be molten steel, and they found molten steel at the base of the towers.
1: Okay. And then so it- you do you believe that there's something in addition to the planes, something else uh, took the two towers down?
9: Yes, sir. That is my belief from the research that I did. But, but,
1: but then how about this, though? What about the Pentagon that got hit by a plane? There's video of that. And then the plane that was taken down by the passengers and there's audio actually of the passengers. Let's roll and all this. They took that plane down. So planes were you don't doubt that planes were commandeered that day by terrorists, correct? Correct. Okay. so what what would how would how would somebody know to do more at the World Trade Center site you would have to know that that event was going to take place, and when it was going to take place. Correct? Yes, sir. But what? What would be? What's the end game? What, why? Why would they want to take the twin towers down?
9: Well, motive could be anything from just flat-out theft to more control and black flag event. Who knows? But I'm just. I'm not trying to get that deep into it I'm just trying to get a little perspective what brought down world trade center 7 the same day that the towers came down
1: the building that's behind yes sir well I'm assuming that the 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 two twin towers when they came down they they came they took out the other is what I think happened remember that that was like a concussion bomb i mean that broke windows and a lot of things that we don't think about because they don't rise to the level of of watching those two towers one after the other get hit and then collapse um i i i'm gonna look up i have to go to the break right now i'm gonna look up at what temperature uh steel becomes molten uh I never ever even gave thought that it even would have to become molten. It would just have to be uh, the, the bomb when it got hit below with the truck bomb wasn't enough to do the trick. But the hot jet fuel, full plane of hot jet fuel on fire, uh, cooking at upwards to 1500 degrees for an extended period of time. I just believe was enough to do what it did. And once it it took out the area that gave way, then the whole thing comes down because everything below it's coming down. And then, of course, everything above it would come right back down with it. And it always made sense to me. The planes didn't go through and out the other end. They stayed right where they were. The heat cooked. And then it took the thing down. I heard somebody once talk about what happens to steel after being exposed. If you, if you look at, you can take steel and you can make a beautiful knife out of it. I used to watch a show all the time where they would take steel and, and, and heat it. Uh, and I don't think they were heating it. Uh, and it would turn that bright red uh, hue. And, and I don't think they were heating it any hotter than 1500 degrees. I, I'll find out what those forges also uh, cook steel at. I, I I don't think there's any other story other than the um, the planes and the, the burning fuel took the World Trade Centers down. I don't think there's any, any question about that. But I'm going to check it, and I appreciate the call. And you are officially a member of Flash's conspiratorium because this one is uh, something I've never heard before. But I thank you for calling. And if you're listening after the break, I'll do as much as I can as quick as I can – in terms of how that steel was altered at the time of the um, September 11th, 2001 attacks. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is early in the morning, as always. Do not try this at home. One open phone line. You can grab it right now, 609-407-1450. I might as well let you in. We're going to have a second straight hour of wide open forum. That's what we're, we're gonna go, going to be doing in the 8 o'clock hour. So if we don't get you on this hour... Uh, don't quit on me, and I won't quit on you.
4: This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network.
1: 33 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories and you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or the website. An iconic Ocean City pastry shop will close at the end of this week after 98 consecutive years in business. Very, very sad. A pub known for the best chicken wings in all of Atlantic City, will close in the very near future after more than 30 years. And I share my thoughts about September 11, 2001.
5: From the Towns New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Humidity levels pretty uncomfortable this morning. Temperatures did not fall below 70 overnight, and we're aiming for 83 today. Warm and humid, some breaks of sun this afternoon. At the same time, could be some spotty showers around as the day goes on. Looks like everybody gets wet tonight. Showers and thunderstorms, maybe some downpours, low 72. Clouds and showers tomorrow morning, then turning sunny and breezy. Tomorrow's high 82 whether 24/7 wherever you are download our free mobile app today.
0: Hey, it's Tom WPG Talk Radio
5: 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, great one. I
1: I did a lot of reading during the break, very, very quickly. I can't share all my findings because I want to take your calls, but I read something very credible. I haven't had a chance to the, the gentleman, Steve, that's writing me. I, I'm, I'm too busy to read your emails right now, your text messages on social media. So I see what you've been sending. And I'll be honest with you, it looks really kooky what you're sending. I'm just being honest. It, it looks ridiculous. Uh, but I've only read the quick headlines as they're flashing on my screen while I'm reading something that I think is, is much more credible. This went into the actual design. And I never knew this before. I mean, obviously, I knew it was a mid 60s through early 70s design, and I knew that it was a new approach. I remember watching something about that and reading some things about that. But what they did with this, it was the first effort at lightweight and modular construction methods, because, of course, that accelerates the construction schedule and it reduces cost. Uh, so some would jump on that and say, look, they went, you know, they did it cheapo, uh, they just did it differently i don't know that it was cheap they just it was less expensive than the pre the prior methods so this report that i'm reading and i couldn't possibly read it all it is so incredibly extensive the major events that they looked at was the airplane impact with damage to the columns because this was built So that if you damaged a couple of columns, the other ones would pick up the slack. The ensuing fire with loss of steel strength and distortion and the collapse, which generally occurred inward without significant tipping. And they go into all of this in great detail. I'll I'll report back to you on that uh, in the future. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
8: Good morning. Speak of the Flash, and the Flash appears. Now, now, yeah.
1: Flash, uh, you had to be in nirvana. I was hoping, every line's been lit, I was hoping you were one of them. Uh, and we do have one open phone line right now, though, 609-407-1450. I'm thinking the whole time, Flash is on hold, and this has to be like the Super Bowl. This is like Christmas. Christmas in September. This is nirvana. I mean, th- that was a conspiracy theory that might be... Even you might even say, hey, I'm the the chairman of the conspiratorium, and that's a little far-fetched for me. Uh, what did you think of what you heard?
8: No. It didn't catch me by surprise whatsoever. Okay, I didn't think um, so. Nanos, okay, now, yes, jet fuel burns at 1,500 to 1,600 degrees Fahrenheit. It's also three-fifths kerosene being low-flammable. Now, if you're 7,000 feet up in the sky in a plane, you don't want to have a high-flammable liquid that you have to put out that's why it's made to be low flammable now
1: by the way i want to i want to back you up on what you just said i hadn't given this thought before uh and i never knew it before but in this particular uh report which these are real these aren't kooks these are really smart people engineers and people like that they broke down the whole concept of temperature versus heat they're two different things go ahead
8: yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. Uh, nanothermite burns at 3,500 degrees to 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's what steel can be melted at. Molten uh, can be steel beans can be molded into not melted into molten lava, like goo, at 3,500 degrees to 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Now towers one and two were pulverized into dust, and there were pools of a uh, lava-like goo at the at ground zero. Now they fell between nine and nine thirty in the morning. Building 7 fell at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, claims it was debris from towers 1 and 2 that fell into the windows, causing an out-of-hand office fire. Now, on Manhattan, Island, they have the most fire-resistant codes in the world because of all the high-rises and skyscrapers there. So that's not probable at all. Uh, Not whatsoever. But uh, 2,500 architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth say that uh, that Building 7 is a smoking gun. Now, I believe. No, because-
1: time out one second. Time out. And I promise you, we'll further this. I got to know, I, I, I just have a burning question. And I, maybe that's a bad analogy with what we're talking about, but a, a comment, a thought, a, a question that I've had. And, and there's not, not a put down. You know, I love you. Do you ever accept something at face value that it just happened this way? Or do you always go to some other alternative way that it happened? I'm just curious about that. Like, no. if I was walking down the street with you, and if somebody just mowed somebody down, would you just say, "Hey, Harry, look at—did you see that? We we're here together. Did you see that? Yeah, they, the guy just got demolished. He just got mowed down." It wouldn't be that there were seven degrees, as Kevin Bacon, of separation, and all of this. I'm just curious if you ever accept something at the first. You know, explanation is the truthful explanation.
8: Well, actually, I, I I will fall for something when it happens instantly, but if I look into it, I like the way you even said that. Though you'll
1: fall for it. It's like it, It's like it's a con. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
8: Everything's a everything's a freaking con, man. Gore Vidal said that we're not conspiracy theorists necessarily because understand conspiracies are not theories. Conspiracies are real. A uh, theory is those of us on the outside looking in. We're not a part of the club. Did, did the two World
1: Trade Center towers collapse on September 11, 2001, because two commercial jetliners crashed into them?
8: Yes, two jetliners crashed into those towers. However, there was nanothermite and bombs planted from the 82nd floor down, and that's what brought those two buildings down. Building 7 and the towers 1 and 2 were brought down via controlled demolition. And actually, I believe that Albert Pike had predicted three, not predicted, but planned three world wars back in 1871, and yes, he was a member of the order of the Illuminati. The third world war would be by making the Muslim world to the scapegoat. Now, I am no special pleader for radical Islamism. I think it's, I think it's terrible. I think it's, a, I think it's the most awful thing on God's green earth. Radical Islam. I really do. I think that they're a menace. I do. Not regular Muslim people, but radical Islam is a menace to the, to the entire earth. But I still believe that those that want to bring about a social cataclysm, a civil war, if you will, between Americans, and want to bring about a third world war, these sick SOBs that want to burn everything to acid so that they can roll it, they're, they're out of control. Unless we wake up and smell the coffee brewing, there's more, there, there's more that's going on than meets the eye. Then what can I say? Thanks.
1: Thank you. Uh, oh, all I can say is, wow. Um, I just think it happened the way that that my eyes tell me it happened. The uh, we have because we were fortunate. There there were even some of it's not professional, but it's 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 in good HD quality. Uh, we have video of planes crashing into the World Trade Center towers, and then the black smoke pouring out, and everything going on in there from the impact. Of the planes, and then after a period of time, they both collapse. Uh, I don't, I don't think, and I never thought that there had to be any other accelerant left beforehand to act in concert with what happened in those events. Uh, and I'm not as as versed on Building Seven, except I do remember that it, it came down later, but that didn't surprise me. Because a lot of times a structure is still standing and then it collapses later because there's just so much damage that it holds for as long as it can and then it gives way. And remember, you have everything from the, the, um, the structure at the base to any damage that was happening along the, um, the, the, the two bombings. So that, that just never surprised me that that came down. Later, that rarely gets talked about. I think a lot of people just think that the two World Trade Center towers came down and the Pentagon was hit and that the one flight was taken down in Shanksville, Western Pennsylvania. But it's true. The other building did come down and it just seemed to me that that was a likely occurrence based on the uh, the catastrophic amount of uh, damage. And you remember when that hits, I mean, it moves moves the earth back to your calls don't go away we have an open phone line at 609-407-1450 you'll be next you'll be after that and you'll be after that you might be the leadoff hitter to start the eight o'clock hour depending on how much time we have but that is the next three batters here on the early in the morning program we'll be right
4: back
0: The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Markley Van camp and Robbins this afternoon at one now Harry Hurley on wpg talk radio ninety five point five it is
1: fifty four minutes past the hour maybe you'll be surprised maybe you won't be surprised at how many people are writing me uh I never realized that there was this much sort of um counter theories about september eleventh I, I I just never never thought about it i just i've always accepted if you will the narrative of what i believe my eyes saw and my ears heard but boy there are many many people with competing theories about what happened here welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air oh missed you sorry about that caller 609 oh i hit the wrong button 609 i hit the hotline button 609 Four zero seven fourteen fifty, 407-1450, but we do have an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
10: Yeah, well worth waiting for. Um, I don't think people can really uh, appreciate how how big the magnificence of those buildings unless they stood next to it. I I had dinner at the windows of the world on the uh, 106th floor, and I was scared to death to go Uh near the windows. But, Harry, I'm going to go by uh, my memory uh, of the structure uh, the architecture, if I remember right, uh, they were the floors were hanging structures from cables, like a bridge, and they did that. Not only it was cheaper, but the building could fluctuate with the wind. And for a great example, a 747, the wings can fluctuate 21 feet in each direction until they snap. So, of course, the the, the heat, you know, from from the jet fuel, uh, all the cables. Began to they began to snap and and that is why it it imploded on itself and I'm pretty sure like you said it was uh, the uh, not the word combustible but the uh, the impact of all that that energy falling took down the other other buildings yeah
1: the strange thing is the more I'm reading this engineer report they don't believe it was heat or temperature from the fuel uh, they talk about something else the structure let me read this to you Andrea the structure. Of the design, this skyscraper was modeled as a large cantilever vertical column. Each was 64 meters square standing. And what they say they did with this is they created a new lightweight modular uh, column, if you will, that even if several of them got knocked away, The building was designed so that the other columns would pick up the slack. Uh, And they go into great detail about all these columns and how they work. And uh, it was an egg crate construction, and they called it uh, made of a redundant structure. So they they had variables so that if anything happened to any of them, there was plenty of to come from behind to support it. It's very interesting.
10: It is, and, and that, but that's not why I called yes. it. Um, I was watching a great show about an ex-CIA agent, a beautiful woman, and uh, she, she, had, she had spoke to many Arabs, and basically what she was saying is that, that you can assassinate, bomb, shoot, set fire, capture terrorists, but you cannot kill an idea. Um, it's so, certainly, it's something like the gangs that we have, like the Crips and Bloods here, and so many more that uh, our president let in. Um, but they, they're they people that, um, they have no way to feed their families, house them, etc. So the money that we give to terrorist states, like Palestine, which isn't really a state, but uh, Iran certainly is, it. that's how they recruit. They take our money and recruit. Yeah. And, and, and so now, now they're terrorists. Um, and that's something, kind of in a, in a way, is what the Democrats do um, to people who feel that they've been slighted in this country—a uh, minimal of seventy-five thousand dollars a year, which isn't chicken feed for freebies, so to ensure that they too will vote Democrat. But I just want everybody to remember: Do you remember when uh, uh, President Biden? Remember we were uh, on sixteen hundred dollar checks. Uh, that's $400 because he said we already got it. $400 versus $20,000 for yeah. college.
1: So what, what a deal, huh? You know, so
10: just everybody remember that. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, that. Andrea. Take You're
1: care. welcome. It's a pleasure. And, Fred, it's not going to be fair to let you start. So please, if you can, brother, hold on. Fred is next. We have Andy. Uh, we have a bunch of calls to get to. I hope you won't go away, and I hope you won't go away. And you get one, and you get one. Uh one open phone line, 609-407-1450. Let me give you one piece of confirmed information that, of course, the Democrat media is going to uh, fail to report. And if they reported it at all, it'll be just a quick mention and they'll get right off it like it's not even true. The Congressional Budget Office and they you understand the Democrat media loves the CBO when the CBO says what they want and it fits their narrative. The CBO has scored this whole abomination, this whole uh, school loan giveaway. I mean, think about it. Whoever heard of such a thing that people who didn't take a loan out, somebody that went to a trade school to become a master plumber uh, or some other trade, is going to pay the college loans of kids that went to college and, and that don't want to pay their loans back? I mean, it's, it's, it's so outrageous. It's unbelievable. All right, we're going to come right back to your calls, Fred and Andy, and then in the order that we um, just went through the the, uh, the board, your calls continue all this hour long on the Hurley in the Morning program. It's halftime.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground
1: where a discussion is going to go you could bring something up and it could go in a direction that you just had never even ever imagined or considered 609-407-1450 we continue in open forum uh andy you are next fred though was literally going to come on in the last hour and so we got to get him first fred welcome to hurley in the morning
11: hey good morning harry hey so, Harry, all well, these theories sound plausible, but I'll tell you something. I was there on the fourth day. The reason I was there on the fourth day, not the first day, is because I was working as a firefighter. I got there. Well, I I went there with 15 other firefighters, uh, and we had to ferry over to the island because you couldn't drive onto the island at the time, and it was it was just chaotic as you would, would would expect sure we knew that there was as, as we knew that there was a, a meeting place so we went to that meeting place so we can be put to work as we entered the meeting place uh, no one would greet us uh and we have 15 firefighters we have all our gear on waiting to be put to work and so we, they said well wait here we so wait for an hour two hours three hours so i said to him, i said this is foolish let's, let's let's go and find the work that we need to do because it was too chaotic so we, we started walking around the, the site and it's about a mile or a little further than a mile around it and every time we went around we, we looked at the sites that were, the places that were they were doing a lot of digging uh so observing this here in fact we went past that church where the where the paper looked like it was petrified onto the wrought iron fences, and the church was spared. Yes, you know the area was just destroyed. Uh, observing the the, uh, the area, and we had time to observe it because no one wanted us to work. And the reason being is because I think it was it was so chaotic, and and I know there was a lot of uh, uh, they call them field promotions, and uh, the proof of that was that when I, when we finally did work the field provo- post-promotion battalion chief was so distraught that he couldn't even put a battery on a radio. So I went to him, I said, here, give me it there, and I popped the battery off and put the other battery on so he could communicate. You know, Boy, this is really, really strange. But, but looking at the structure itself, so we started digging. We went to Liberty Street because the smell of uh, gas gangrene was the strongest right there, and us 15 firefighters. Uh, before we started
1: digging... Fred, give me a sidebar for a second. What did you, as a fireman and as a nurse, for those who don't know, you're both? What did you think of that uh, pronouncement by former EPA administrator Whitman that the air was safe there at Ground Zero? I never believed that from second one.
11: Well, as we started, as we, 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 there was a little store there. We went to the storefront. And there was a TV on, and she was pre- presenting that to us. I looked at all these guys here and it says, "Do not work on this pile without a mask on." Now, and 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 I emphatically told these guys, I said, "There's toxins here, burned up here." I and and I I, I believe our, our guys were spared. Most of them were spared. We had, we had, I think, one guy got cancer, I believe, from that. Yeah. Uh, he was a little bit of a knucklehead, but. Uh, He uh, our guys and myself were masked as hot as it was because there was heat coming off that pile. Sure. And you were sweating.
1: Yeah. And you were. And it was still September. I mean, it was in fact, it was right like right now. So an 80 degree day and beyond. Not unusual at all.
11: Yes. Uh, So as I'm observing, as we're going on Liberty Street, where we started work, the beams. Now, this is this is kind of interesting because there was a delicatessen there. Uh, Amish delicatessen. Now, the, the velocity of the beams when they came down, they hit the ground. Some of them came from high, so they went per- penetrated six stories down into the ground to the subway. Some of them did weren't so going so fast. They hit and they deflected straight through the buildings adjacent to them. So those those buildings were compromised by physical damage, not just by fire. And and uh, and it was it was it was amazing that something was still standing beside it but but it was and these structures were still standing standing beside it but there was physical damage to other structures from that those beams were coming down uh there were cars that were flattened like pancakes yep in fact i picked a, i picked an engine block up and tossed it over to get to other other debris because uh, there was nothing left in the engine block except for the, except for the uh the steel of the engine block uh, at that point uh but you know the 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 fire engine. We we had, we, had, we were there because there was a fire engine that was crushed also there, and uh, they pulled a couple of bodies out. One was was cut in half longitudinally, and the other one was cut in half vertically, from head to from one, just the head was uh, the, the, the thorax was uh, present. So not not too many bodies were found because they were they were disintegrated. Uh, but the, the smell, as you pulled away from it, as you got away from the pile. Uh, the wind was blowing, and this is where this is where the EPA. I, I, I believe the EPA they were doing samples when it went uh, upwind instead of downwind from the from the from the building. Uh, of course, it's going to be not so dangerous upwind versus downwind. So uh, I don't know if they were doing samples on all sides, and they weren't. They weren't just now, and the wind was shifting. I don't know, or there was no wind at the time. So uh, I'm not sure about that there, but uh, it, you, you, you can imagine they were there were uh, firefighters I, I, I tell you we, we, i was only there for 24 hours straight we got we we traveled all night to get there and then we were there tra- working for 24 hours straight no sleep uh and when we were leaving my firefighter friends wanted me to take a picture of the of the, of the site and uh, i'm taking a picture and this his dude is he must have been six foot seven grabs a hold of me firefighter and jacks me up against a wall and he had a few choice words. He says, "This is a sacred place. Who the f do you think you are?" And I'm looking at him, going, "Hey, brother, I'm just trying to help." And he started crying. Wow. He, apparently, I don't know if he was loaded, but he started crying. His emotions were so dist- distraught. Uh, and, and the New York, New York New York City Fire Department, I guess they were doing the best they could, but they wouldn't accept help from the outside, uh, which was really which was really. Uh, uh,
1: you understand it at one level because they just the pain was so uh, incredible, unbearable that what you normally would do and process, you can't think straight.
11: Yes, yes, and, this is that, and it was his case. He started crying mm. and bowling, put me down, and uh, he was a big dude. I'll tell you, six foot <laughs> seven at least. I and mean, yeah, I mean, against the wall and. uh of course, my friends were all over there. They, 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 who was taking pictures, of it. I didn't get any pictures. But, but, uh, and he just started crying like a baby. Yeah, and, and yeah, I can understand it all. I, I understand it all. I, I experienced it. Like, like my brother, he was there for two weeks in the USAR team, and it, you know, he had some extraordinary skills, and he used his skills. Uh, but he was, they, they, they stopped the New Jersey USAR team from working the other teams there, so you know you had to sit around and wait and wait and wait. So it was a waiting game, and and uh, it, was, it was a hard, hard sight, the hard thing to, to, to swallow. That's all I have to say, Harry.
1: Thank you, Fred. Appreciate the insight. We will be right back. It's fifteen minutes past the hour, and as promised, you will join the program next. You'll be right after that, and you'll be right after that. We'll keep the uh, energy going in uh, bonus hour. Of wide Open Forum. Mayor Charles Kane coming up in about 45 minutes. It is
0: early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app download every hurley in the morning program as a podcast on the wpg talk radio app harry hurley on wpg talk radio 95.5
1: thank you exactly 20 minutes past the hour 609 407 1450 phone lines are open it's wide open forum welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air
12: morning harry um i'm listening to some of the the conspiracy theories and um, I, I don't have a conspiracy theory, but it, it always left me wondering how this building, these buildings could come straight down just the way you would see in a, in a planned demolition so as not to, to, to damage any other buildings or, or hurt anyone. It, it, it seemed too, uh, too, what's the word, too controlled in, in a way. Um, And, you know, you wonder, in in all the mayhem, could other people have gone into the buildings and and placed bombs? But that that takes a lot of time. They have to be strategically placed and all of that.
1: And go undetected? Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you why I think they imploded. And I don't know exactly. This is more homework I'm going to do now. I don't know exactly the debris field, if it is perfectly just straight down into itself. Uh, it doesn't appear that it tipped wildly and, and fell out a far distance away. But if you look at where the planes hit, one hit a little bit higher than the other. One was like the middle of the building and the other one was about two thirds up the building. So I, I could be a little bit sketchy on that, but I think that's about right. And the, of course, if if it if it does the trick and it's enough to make the building not be able to stand it's going to give way and then it's going to pancake just floor after floor after floor and I, and I, I believe it's well established that they know that it just came down like that like in other words who knows if you were on the top could you surf the thing all the way down i think it be it be you'd be a mangled mess but that's how it came down so it could be that the engineering of the building and how it gave way would lend for it the weight of each floor collapsing takes the one that was going to stand but couldn't stand any longer because now that weight bearing down is coming down, and of course any of the floors that were above it they're not going to, you know, gravity they can't stay alone, so they're coming with for the ride too I think it happened exactly the way that it happened
6: Well, I I,
12: I, I I want to get to another point, but I, I want to finish with this. But, you know, those floors that are above don't weigh any more than they did before the planes hit. The other floors underneath were supporting all the floors above. So they didn't get any heavier as they came down. You, you understand what I'm saying? Well,
1: yeah, but, but the other floors leaving, you know, the the building as I've gone into the engineering of how it was done – was was done differently than any building had ever been done before uh but if these floors are starting to collapse it's not so much that anything is lighter or heavier than it was five minutes five seconds ago a millisecond ago if the floors are pancaking down one at a time there's nothing that's going to stop all of them from toppling down
6: no
12: well real quick i'll finish this and i want to get to one other quick thing so uh, you mentioned getting in there undetected. You know, I always think about this Las Vegas shooter. Remember the guy who was systematically carrying in yeah. weapons into that hotel?
1: Yeah. A suitcase is full of ammunition.
12: And no one noticed, Harry. No. And you wonder, and you wonder, could could someone or or several someone's over time had gradually been bringing in devices and 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 you wonder, but I'm not. I'm certainly not a conspiracy, and I believe what I saw. What you know, when I saw it, and and you know, I was actually on the air myself. Um, uh, and I went down to visit, or I went up there to visit. It happened on a Tuesday. I went up on a Saturday, and we could get only I think two or three blocks away from the scene. That's as close as they would let you get. And I didn't take pictures because. I, I I didn't need to. I I'll always remember what I saw, and that smell. I'll always remember that smell. But I wanted to mention something you talked about earlier uh, regarding uh, uh, Christie Whitman, and um, you know, not the, the monies that that could have gone to these victims, the people who are still suffering, their families after all of these years. And I think of you. Look at. How the, the victims are being treated, their families, all of these many years later, and then you look at you juxtapose that with busloads of people who broke into our country illegally, mm-hmm. and they're and the buses are going to the same city where this all happened, and you have New York City officials standing there greeting these people with smiles. And handshakes as they get off the buses and you wonder how many of those people in a number of years will be the perpetrators of the next terror attack the money that's being spent on those people that could be given to Americans who suffered and are still suffering the money being sent to Ukraine but you know you just you, you look at those pictures of those people getting off of those buses and they're being welcomed the way a, the way a dignitary from a foreign country would be welcomed. It's really breathtaking to see those images.
1: By, by the way, uh, I agree. I, I don't think they should be treated poorly, but I don't think they are rock stars that deserve uh, the, the red carpet, velvet uh, um, stanchion rope on each side, uh, a, a, an official at some you know particular level shaking the hand of each person as they get off the bus i'm all for treating people beautifully but we're treating illegals better than we're treating military people that have served our country and any other american who might be downtrodden right now that you could think of that these illegals are not hungry they have the best health care uh they're provided with free cell phones i mean it's enough already enough of this
12: yeah and and then you look at and then you look at how a father is
1: treated at a school board meeting because he gets angry yeah like a domestic terrorist and they get escorted out and locked up this is crazy they get dragged
12: to the ground because they don't want their kids being taught to hate themselves because they're white and they get dragged to the ground look at the 50 look at the 50 trump people in trump's orbit now who've been who've been served with, uh, um, uh, with um, uh, They want to investigate their homes. They want to go in and the search warrants. Did you hear about that over the yeah, weekend?
0: Yeah,
1: it's
12: crazy. I mean,
1: I mean look know, how they're I, going after uh, Steve Bannon for the same charges that Trump pardoned him for. But they, they found a way to do it at the state level. The same exact charges. They're, I, I've been saying it all along, and I know you've heard me say it, Andy. They're never going to stop. So we have to no, stop them. A,
12: yeah, the plan, the plan is working very, very well. Um, you know, um, you, Philadelphia, I think, 22 shot over the weekend. Philadelphia is on a rapid trage- trajectory to becoming the next um, um, Chicago or F- Philadelphia
1: is Deadwood right now, and that D.A. Krasner is an absolute abomination. He's a disgrace.
12: But, I, you know, just to wrap it up, I know you have other people, but I, I remember I was on the air and i got a a call on the hotline special uh uh, phone number into the studio which you're familiar with only the program director or or an official person has that number and can call you when you're on the air so the hotline lit up and it was a man named storm phillips he's a meteorologist in philadelphia at the time and he said you're not going to believe this but a plane just hit one of the twin towers and like you I thought, well, it was an accident, blah, 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 blah. We we, we know a plane hit the, the, the Empire State Building back in the 30s, okay? Yep.
1: And by the way, the initial report nationally, which we would get as an affiliate station, was that a small plane had hit one of the World Trade Center towers. They didn't even say which one. And of course, that was wrong.
3: Yeah. Well, then a few minutes later,
12: the hotline rings again. He said, you're not going to believe this, but another plane has hit. And then, like you, I knew exactly what was going on. And, um, you know, what was odd that day, we had a newsman who worked for another company and they, you know, they farmed the news out at that point. And he was scheduled to leave at 9 a.m. And he was going home. I'm like, you're not going to stay and report? Well, no one told me I had to stay and keep. I'm like, you know, you're 68 years old, you're a newsman.
1: And it's the worst terrorist attack in American history.
12: And you couldn't make an executive decision and take the consequences if you got in trouble. So you know what I did, Harry, for the last hour of my show that day, I I would put a record on, run into the newsroom, watch the TV until the record was about to end, run back to the studio and report what I was seeing. So I was the newsman and, and music host for the last hour it, because a lot of people were in their cars. They yeah. weren't, didn't have access to televisions. They were listening to the radio. Yeah, you
1: stepped up is what you did, and you made a difference that day. That's what everybody should do. I mean, my goodness. If not then, when? And I went
12: home from that show that day, and I sat in my recliner in front of the television and and didn't move the rest of the day. And in fact, I still have that recliner now. That it's, it, it reminds me of the recliner on on Fraser, the the father's recliner. All of the all of the the history that's been witnessed from that chair. I'll, I'll never get rid of it. You know, it's good. But, uh, yeah, we'll never forget that day.
1: Thank you, Andy. Appreciate that. Appreciate the uh, context a lot. One open line because Andy just freed it up at 609-407-1450, We'll be right back. Your calls continue next.
0: Powered
4: by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey casino and sportsbook app, BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network.
1: And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or the website. Iconic Ocean City Pastry Shop will close its doors forever this week. We have the story. That's after 98 years. Calvin Coolidge was president of the United States in 1924 when they opened. A pub known for the best wings in Atlantic City will close after more than 30 years. It's epidemic. It seems to be happening all over. And I share my thoughts about September 11th, 2001. It's all on your app and on the website.
5: From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. 24 hours of unsettled wet conditions and then another week plus of dry, comfortable weather. We could see some spotty showers around today. Cloudy and foggy to start, then some breaks of sun this afternoon. Warm and humid, high 83. Showers and thunderstorms likely tonight could be some downpours around low 72. Clouds and showers tomorrow morning, then turning sunny and breezy with falling humidity, high of 82. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And on the WPG Talk Radio app. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you. Welcome. It's 39 minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane coming up in less than 20 minutes. And amongst other things, including our annual on-air, it's always a... Rite of passage, our on-air selection special where we will pick each of the 17 games. We did pick yesterday's game in advance of this morning's program. We had to. Uh, So we'll fill you in on that. And also, Mayor Kane at some point during the hour, it's going to be his choice. I think he's doing it in the last segment, but he will be making a major announcement. When I say major, we don't overstate uh, the issues here on the program—it's—it's a—it's a very important announcement he'll be making. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air.
13: Uh, good morning, Harry. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Pleasure. September 11th,
13: 2019, at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Military officers for truth, uh, architects and engineers for truth, and a group of New York first responders—not New York City, but Fire departments surrounding New York that may have responded. They held a press conference. Uh, some of their some of their talking points re-urging Congress to reopen the investigation. And by the way, when you get a chance, look at the faces of some of those five thousand E five and higher military officers that stuck their necks out to suggest that maybe the nine one one commission needed another uh, going over. Um, some of the key talking points were the FBI press conference on September thirteenth which cited September 6th, 7th, and 10th, Thursday, Friday, Monday, seven to one spike in put options on airline stocks, primarily at the Alex Brown office in Baltimore. Um, and O'Reilly Rush, every newspaper in the country, every news channel talked about that for a couple of days, Say, okay, it's just a matter of 48 hours or so before the FBI tracks down who made those trades and we'll know. Well, by the time the Sunday morning talk shows came on on, face a nation meet the press that story had been spiked gone another one of their talking points was that silverstein who was the leaseholder for the buildings had been facing massive fines and he was fate for asbestos content in those buildings and he was going to undergo the largest asbestos removal project in the history of the world um he took out a double indemnity policy with lloyds of london in july several months uh prior to september and um you know the rumsfeld news press conference the largest of his career ever in history up to that time september 10th was about an audit of the pentagon he held this conference covered by cable and c-span everybody else live stating that there was a 1.3 trillion dollar missing uh, over the last 10 years mostly during the clinton administration i would assume and and so and that i don't i'm not saying that what the pet plane or whatever crashed in the pentagon Crashed into the accounting department, but that 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 never got looked at again. So there was a coalition of things that these officers and these architects, literally risking their careers, their tenure, their ability to advance, all kinds of repercussions, stuck their neck out and get went against a bipartisan commission, nine one one commission. They started to call it the Kissinger commission. That didn't that didn't go over too well. Uh, uh, they fought that commission from even opening for over a year and a half, as I'm, you may remember. You're, ta-
1: um, you're talking about the 9-11 commission with uh, Governor Kane, Lee Hamilton, uh, the, the one that was made up, I believe, of an exactly equal number of Republican and Democrats, that committee? Correct. OK, well, here's what I would say. You're a very reasonable man. You speak well. Uh, so I'm not going to put down anything you said. I'm not buying some of it. I think it did happen the way that it did, uh, and I don't think there's anything um, mysterious other than, you know, that these people were willing to give their lives and and do these kamikaze missions. But then I also believe that anyone that could then take advantage of what happened—for example, now the World Trade Centers are down on the ground— And so you're not going to have to do asbestos removal. You've got the EPA and Christy Whitman saying the air quality is safe. How could that possibly, how could that ever have been true? I don't think you have to be any type of expert to know that stuff burnt, plastics burnt, uh, all kinds of issues. The jet fuel itself. uh, And then, of course, uh, if the building, and I figure if it's designed in the 60s and the 70s, Uh, we weren't as tough, starting to get tougher on asbestos, but do you know for a fact there was asbestos in those buildings, correct?
13: You paid a $400,000 fine
1: the previous year to, I guess, the New York health department or something and he has been paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines prior- right to not do the abatement because that was going to be more expensive than you know kicking the can and, and paying the paying the fines so i've always believed there was asbestos i just wanted to ask you because i don't know but the time frame tells me that there would have been i don't know that they wrapped the pipes exactly the way they did in the old days you know where literally it was right over your head not even encased i think this was more encased but still uh, very bad news and especially when the buildings uh, were hit and the buildings came down. So I think it happened the way that our eyes tell us that it happened, but that anybody that could take advantage of the result took advantage of the result.
13: Well, there is a group of people and mostly never Trump or Republicans in 98, 99, that were calling for a Pearl Harbor event that would kind of generate American interest taxpayer interest in getting involved militarily on a high, larger basis in the Middle East. And the terror war was already kind of underway under the Clinton administration.
1: So do you, you think the government was involved in and put and staged and put on these, um, these hits at the Pentagon, the other plane uh, you, you think they would have taken down the, the, the house of representatives or the white house? Cause that's where that other plane was going. We'll never know. But I wrote about it uh, over the weekend shared it this morning in my opening comments uh that's where that other plane was going either right to the white house or to the dome of the capitol uh so i don't believe any of that i I don't believe the government had anything to do with this at all uh i'm sure they messed up in a lot of ways if we didn't have the jamie gorelick firewall and you didn't have agencies talking to one another that knew uh and if they could have put it all together that's why we don't do that anymore And now there is chatter between agencies because you can't – if I've got – in my old days as a bank VP, you would have uh, multiple people, at least two, and they would have half the combination to the safe. So you'd have to grab two people or you'd have to have a conspiracy of two people uh, because one person did not have the combination. So I think there are mistakes uh, and that perhaps this should have been caught – I think with today's Homeland Security investigatory uh, techniques and and the the attention that we now place on these things, I think it's been extraordinary that we really have not had another attack of a large scale since September 11th, 2001. That's kind of remarkable uh, in my mind. Uh, So I think there were mistakes, but it sounds to me like you believe the government did this.
13: I really do not believe the government did this, but I believe there's, let's say, a few rope bad apples, as Sean Hannity would say. Ninety-nine percent of the FBI is good. Yeah. But there's a few. There's black ops within. There's the one hand doesn't like you just alluded to. One hand doesn't always know what the other's doing, but there are things that, whether it's to get a budget increase or whatever, there are there are people even on the local level. There are people that would want something to happen to justify more
1: money and more jobs. OK, well, that's two different things. I, I, I can go with that. That follows my theory of, well, Democrats, for example, they never waste uh, an emergency, uh, any type of serious encounter that happens. They exploit it for all it's worth. So, yes, I do believe that. I believe once it happened, then you did have bad people that exploited it because you couldn't say no then. Everything was, yes, I need this. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, they loaded all kinds of stuff uh, that you couldn't say no to because you need the aid. You've got to get this to the people. You've got to help, you know, with what happened here. Uh, it's so big. We've just got to keep saying yes. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I believe it happened the way that it happened. I don't think there's anything complex. The terrorists planned it. They got on those planes. They knew how to fly the planes. El Air uh, in Israel had fortified cockpits for decades. We never believed. The terrorist enemy knew how we thought. We didn't know how they thought. We couldn't imagine, not even in a movie script, that people would be willing to not just hijack a plane for money and land it in Cuba or take it somewhere else and hold hostages until you pay whatever and this kind of thing. We couldn't imagine that people would actually use them, our own planes, commercial airlines, as weapons of war. We didn't have that mindset. And we do now. And now we still take our shoes off at airports because of one guy, Richard Reed. So I liked your call a lot. A lot of it I agreed with. Some of it I don't think I do. But it wasn't as far-fetched as I initially thought you were going. But, hey, look, I I probably have 100 messages to get to that I haven't been able to respond to yet of people that believe the government did it, that this didn't happen the way that we think it did, almost like that we didn't land on the moon, that it was some uh, stage uh, set. Uh, And I don't know enough about this Building 7 over there at the World Trade Center to really comment on that, other than I know it collapsed later in the day. And there's a lot of people with theories about that. Got to run to the break. I enjoyed the call. It was a little out there, but I enjoyed it. More of your calls right after this. This is...
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Ladies and gentlemen, I was just conversing with the finest chief engineer
1: that I know. He's fantastic. He takes such good care of all of us. Thank you so much, Roy. All right, we're going to squeeze two calls in real quick. You're going to each get a minute and a half, and I want to let the two callers know it's you, and it's you, and this whole line is lit, and I'm sorry about that. All the phone lines are lit. Go ahead. You're on. Quick. Okay. Uh, Harry, I just want to say this. Uh, when, when planes
9: are flying, they're like basically aluminum and styrofoam, correct? Uh, yeah, OK, and the plane that hit the Empire State Building boop, and it dropped right down. So I'm kind of wondering how aluminum and styrofoam went through steel. And, and, I, and I guess. Well,
1: remember, I- they, they didn't necessarily they did go through some steel, but they they were they were able at the velocity they were going. And I guess I'll look it up. I guess they were going probably what, a couple hundred miles an hour, something like that. And the inertia, boom, through. I mean, we could probably talk about things where um, how does a tiny little blade of grass break through concrete and things like that? I mean, there's a lot of explanations, uh, grasshopper, you know, and and all that stuff. So I'm not – that doesn't move me. I I have no – problem believing those planes were able to crash through and in notice they didn't go uh, in and out though they went in and they never came out
9: they never came out but i'm going to say this hit the empire state building plane and dropped straight down yeah but
1: it was a small plane that wasn't a but but craig that wasn't a commercial plane was it wasn't that a small plane Uh, like a sightseeing type banner plane like or that you would take the uh, an hour trip around Manhattan. Uh, I don't think, I'll look that up too. I have a lot of homework to do today, but I don't think they're comparable. Craig, I promise we're going to get two calls in. We'll talk again. You're on the air, go right ahead.
12: Morning, Mayor.
3: Uh, actually, in 1979, a civil engineering student uh, got his degree. His name was Osama bin Laden. Wow. University of Jeddah. How about that? Yeah you got to put that on the, uh, you got to put that on the, one of the columns and then on the other column, you have to take the firefighters who heard what they heard. And, uh, at the time, you know, they were saying that, uh, they were hearing different, uh, sounds that didn't belong basically. And then the towers fell. So, uh, you have to go, sometimes you have to, to listen to the people who are actually on the site. So, uh, I think Bin Laden was a was a civil engineer. He cooked he cooked up the uh, he cooked up the scheme. But one thing that I never understood in both the Pentagon case and the World Trade Site is how do aluminum wings? You know, as you, you're speaking, how do how do aluminum wings? Let's say the fuselage definitely can go in, but the wings have to. You know, they're hitting steel. They're going to just uh, snap off and fall.
1: I'm thinking as they go in, though, you, the nose hits, and then the wings are right behind it, and it's kind of like uh, the 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 V pattern, if you will, upside down V pattern, lets it go through. It all goes through. That's what I think happened. But I'm going to check on that too. I have somebody writing to me about the fuel. I used to believe forever that it was the jet fuel and the heat. It's not true. It wasn't that. It, it was for other reasons, which we'll get into in the future.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square Media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Wow, what a first! From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Ah, yes, this is an annual rite of passage, and I'm looking forward to it because we will be forced to make on the fly here because I know he's busy, I'm busy. We haven't had a lot of thought, uh, a lot of chance, but there's just one week of the season. We don't have a lot to, um, to draw from. There were surprises yesterday, injuries. I uh, feel very bad. I haven't had a chance to write him, but my very good friend, Mark Antonio, I mean, he loves, he loves the Cowboys like we love the Eagles, those of us who are part of we, because I know there are many fans out there that uh, are a myriad of different teams that are your favorite team, but he loves the Dallas Cowboys. So they got beat again. They've never beaten Tom Brady, and I knew last night was not going to be the first. And they lose Dak Prescott to a thumb injury for six to eight weeks. Let's see where the first time, yeah, the Eagles are not going to have to play one two three four yeah it would only be like four going on five weeks uh the eagles will be at home against dallas mayor i i I don't know if you're aware of dak prescott's injury so i've just given you you know a little bit of help there as we make our picks because who knows i mean i I know how i was going to pick even if he was the quarterback but that changes that game i think dramatically i don't even know who their backup quarterback is uh joining us now is the owner, the president, and the chief executive officer of the Auto Plaza at English Creek? My brother, Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlanta County, New Jersey. Mr. Mayor, welcome to your program. Good
14: morning, Mayor. How are you?
1: Outstanding. All right, so here we go. And both of us Sorry, would... I grabbed the wrong phone. That's okay. We heard you. Uh, we will um, stipulate that both Mayor Kane and I pick the Eagles. In the opening game yesterday, and, and if, I, if my stalker, because I have one too, Mayor, you're a liar, you know, all this crazy stuff that this, this jackass writes, he'll say, yeah, how do we know you really picked the Eagles? So, jackass, just so I can preempt your, your 100% email that you'll be sending me, do you really think I would be picking the Detroit Lions? Uh, what what would it be that I would have picked the Detroit Lions to beat the Eagles? Although I have to say the Eagles, there's sort of a pattern about them, Mayor. They get a big lead and they yak it up and they make it. They always make you sweat. It seems it's never easy being an Eagles fan, but we love them. So Mayor Kane and I both selected the Eagles, and you'll just have to, ladies and gentlemen, take us at our word. It's not like we picked. If the Lions won, I wasn't going to pick the Lions on air here today. I just want you to know that. So we had the Eagles, and the Eagles did it. Uh, I do want to talk about that later, but Jalen Hurts was fantastic. A.J. Brown was outstanding. And I know Devontae Smith was dealing with this uh, groin injury. I think they have the potential to, when healthy, to be the most prolific receiving duo in Eagles history. I really believe that. And the Eagles have had some great ones. You think about Harold Carmichael. You think about um, uh, Terrell Owens uh, and a number of other ones that were very, very good. But, oh, my gosh, I I thought A.J. Brown was absolutely fantastic yesterday. All right, September 19th, Mayor. It is a Monday. It's Monday Night Football. Friends of mine are going to be in the house. I had an opportunity to be in the house, but I'd get home at 1.15 a.m., and I'd be waking up at 2.15 a.m.? I don't think so. So I can't go. I really wanted to go. Minnesota, who who just handled Green Bay yesterday. So we've got the Minnesota Vikings coming to the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you have?
14: Uh, good good Monday morning, Mayor. How are you? Good.
1: And good morning to you.
14: I... Um, I, I, did, I think you forgot one name in there and it's it's soon to i mean it's very alshon jeffries
1: oh without a doubt fantastic yes
14: absolutely but i was picking
1: a duo though duo not a trio but anyway i i i
14: yeah i got what you said you're absolutely right yep But um, I picked, a, uh, obviously, uh, yesterday, and I was concerned, I have to admit, during the course of the game. Yeah. Um, I was impressed with uh, the way Detroit handled themselves on the field. Yeah. I think Detroit played an excellent football game yesterday, absolutely excellent. I think they were just outplayed by Philadelphia, and uh, Philadelphia, uh, you know, did not let their mistakes um,
1: cost them the game. And I will tell you, it's a good thing that Jalen Hurts was great yesterday because if he was not great, they were going to lose that game. Goff is a very good quarterback, probably underrated. And, you know, he's had good moments in the past. Uh, he was the Rams' starting quarterback at one point, correct?
14: That's correct, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I have to tell you, he's got he's an extremely talented individual, and I thought he had the potential to, you know, uh, Win that game yesterday. Um, he played. It, he he had a good good game, and uh, you know Philadelphia just uh, found the recipe to outplay him and and end up on top.
1: Exactly. All right. So um, I was just talking to the president of Townsquare Media, but I had one channel. I had one of my your uh, your channels on uh, Minnesota Eagles. Who are you taking?
14: I took uh, Minnes. I'm sorry, uh, Philadelphia in that game.
1: Okay. I am also going to join you, but I will tell you, uh, based on how they played against uh, Green Bay, uh, I I pick them with some hesitation, but I'm picking the Eagles as well. Then the the outstanding Washington Commanders with a familiar quarterback, that will be an away game. I consider that an early trap game. Uh, Who are you picking?
14: You know, I have to tell you, that, that game uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about um, because of it being away. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I think Philadelphia will find a way to win that football game.
1: Okay. I'm also going to pick the Eagles. I looked at the schedule pretty closely, and the Eagles are pretty lucky in cool. terms of some of the home games. Tough games, but, but they've got, they have nine home games and eight away games. All right, so uh, here we go. Now let's go on to jacksonville uh at home uh who do you got
14: i took the eagles on that also
1: all right so you have the eagles as a four and oh team uh so you know that the uh the loons are are like laughing like (laughs) hyenas right now like like look at these look at these fools the eagles are never gonna lose Yeah, the super bowl they're never gonna lose all right arizona away on october 9th who do you have
14: Boy, I tell you, that that was a, a, another tough... Every game is a tough decision, as you said. I mean, there there are a lot of games which I would consider trap games in here, and I'm going to give Philadelphia a loss on that.
1: Okay, so you are picking Arizona. I don't know what to do on that one, because I, I expect them to win that game, but come on, I mean, they're going to lose. They can, every game can't be a win. Um...
14: See, Mary, that's exactly what I was up against. I'm looking at it going... Um, uh, you know they can't win every game, and uh, you know there's there's got to be losses in there because I'm looking at it going seven and zero. That's a tough order, boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's just getting a little tough for me. Because um, I could see them losing to Minnesota before I see them losing to Arizona. All right, I'm I'm going I'm going uh, Philadelphia in that game. I know this is crazy, uh, and and I'll start off the next one. I'm absolutely going Philadelphia at home against Dallas with a backup quarterback for the uh Dallas Cowboys who do you have
14: Uh I have uh Dal- I have Philadelphia winning that game
1: Okay now we're going to move on to Pittsburgh home game who do you have
14: I have Philadelphia winning that game
1: Oh god <laughs> we're
14: going to Oh, get, I know. Get, trust me. We're,
1: we're going to get. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, but, but Pittsburgh really, I mean, look at them yesterday. They did okay. win, but that was terrible. I'm going Philadelphia. It was really terrible. And I'm telling you, we got the, the hyenas. The peanut gallery is going bananas. We do reserve the right at the end to go back and we can make changes. I, I, I just feel we need to maybe do that because this could become ridiculous at the rate we're going. Houston away.
14: I have that as a loss
1: yeah, I'm going to pick Houston in that game as well. I'm going to call that like a letdown type situation. Also we don't know there's going to be injuries and there's you know it's it's unlucky to pick all seventeen weeks up front. Uh, November 14th it's a Monday night football game, Washington at home. Who do you got?
14: Boy, I tell you, you're not. You're not Eagles fans are going to uh, get me on this one. Um, I picked Washington in that game.
1: But right, I'm going Philadelphia, but I, I'm I understand my scorecard is starting to be ridiculous. At least it, it to, you know to recognize if you recognize it, you know some of this insane doesn't know they're insane. I'm recognizing that this is insane, which makes me sane. All right, you followed that logic, and it's actually clinically true. Indianapolis away game.
14: I have that down as a win for Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, so do I. All right, let's move on. Uh, Green Bay at home. I am picking that as a loss. I I have to, uh, although, of course, I'll be rooting for Philadelphia. Who do you have?
14: I took Philadelphia in that game.
1: Okay. All right, let's move on to Tennessee. Home game. Uh, Who's winning that game, Mayor?
14: Boy, I tell you now, I I know. uh, Again, I'm going to take the heat from Eagles fans here, but I picked um, Tennessee in that game.
1: Okay, you got interesting picks. I'm going to pick the Eagles in that game. So we have you and I have room to uh, to have a um, a different scorecard here. All right, New New York Giants away.
6: I have that as a loss.
1: Let's see. What am I going to do there? What am I going to do?
8: <sighs>
1: I'm going to join you. I'm picking the Giants. Chicago Excuse Bears. Me. That's okay. Chicago Bears away.
14: I have that as a win. I'm going to pick the Bears in that
1: game. Which means I'm calling them. Wow. Yeah, I'm calling okay. them on a two-game losing streak at that point then dallas at whoa away dak prescott will be back what do you got
14: i have that down as a win for philadelphia
1: i'm gonna give him a win as well it's a saturday night game by the way uh let's the eagles are gonna play two monday night football games and two saturday uh let's see new orleans home game
14: I have that as a win, also for Philadelphia.
1: I do too. New York Giants, uh, you have the Giants. Let me go back. Oh wait, I have both of them as away games. The first game was home. Do you want to revi- do you want to revisit that? The first game on December 11th is the Eagles at home. I said away. I'm going to go with the Eagles uh, in that game.
14: Oh, You're right. You did say that, didn't you? I
1: did. You wanna you wanna revise?
14: I'm going to I'm going to revise that pick to Philly. To a win for Philadelphia at home.
1: Okay, I'm glad we caught that. And uh I'm just gonna say it's gonna be a loss. I'm gonna pick New York when they're at home. What do you got?
14: I I'm gonna do the same. I don't think that game is gonna have any implications for Philadelphia whatsoever. I don't believe there'll be any starters in it and um uh I, I, I'll give uh, Philadelphia a loss in that game.
1: Yeah. Right, I, I have the Eagles only losing three games, which I don't think is very realistic. Uh, you have the Eagles losing one, two, three, four games. Uh, do you want to revisit any of these?
14: I have five, Mayer, um, yeah, from the top, Arizona.
1: I have oh I missed it. Yeah. Arizona, yep. Houston, Washington, Tennessee, and New York. Correct? Yes. Okay. And I only have Houston, Green Bay, Chicago Bears, and New York. I have
14: four. Um, I'm going to stay with it. And I just did the Dallas Picks Mayer. I have them at um two and fifteen, so. Oh.
1: <laughs> hilarious so, so you you won 't be wearing in other words you 're not expecting to wear that Dallas cowboys hat with the uh, the knit hat with the big tassel ball on the top uh, anytime soon, right.
14: Mayor, give me my props for that. I, oh, yeah. I lost a bet, and I I, I I did what I was supposed to do. I honored the bet. Uh, I will never make a bet like that again. Yeah, um, that was terrible. No matter how sure I am that something is going to go my way, uh, that was. Uh, but I, I honored it, and um, we have picture proof to to show it. I even allowed a picture so um but I'll never make a bet like that again.
1: And I was just going to say to you I have 53,068 photos in my H phone and one of them is you in your beautiful office in that great burgundy brownish burgundy more leather beautiful smushy leather chair, fantastic executive chair uh with that Dallas Cowboys hat on it's it's fantastic the picture it's like blackmail blackmail material isn't it
14: I mean it's just it's it absolutely is yeah. and uh, it's I've been threatened with it on more than one occasion so
1: <laughs> love it <laughs> all right so uh, you have five losses I project four uh, are the Eagles as good as we think they are or are we just ridiculously I, I, I tell you, homers? you know it's
14: we we you know we have that deep threat um it was great to see uh brown get involved in the game yesterday uh jalen hurts absolutely proved that he can command this office he absolutely proved that you have to pay attention to him in the pocket pocket um you know he he took that game he changed the momentum of that game himself early on yeah uh and i think every defensive coach out there has to look at it and go well we we have to account for him because he is so mobile and and uh you know i i know early in the first half he had over 50 yards rushing and uh, that's pretty impressive for a, a, a quarterback, and, and again, he kept that game, um, uh, you know, in favor of the Eagles, and uh, you know, uh, prevented Detroit from, you know, getting that uh, that, that opportunity to put Eagles uh, down and, and have them on on their heels for the rest of the game. So, um, I'm very impressed with the way Hertz commanded the offense yesterday.
1: You know, he had only six yards less rushing than than Sanders. He had 90 yards rushing he averaged 5.3 yards per carry one touchdown uh his longest run was 16 yards he is an absolute double threat because he can run at any moment i'll tell you another thing he's very good at it almost looks college-like but his decoying of whether he's going to keep it give it to this back or maybe that one his uh misdirection is i think underrated underrated
14: I would absolutely agree with that. There were times in that, especially on that first drive, where, um, you know, I got confused whether or not he had the ball. Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and I watch a lot of football. So, uh, you know, I was, I was impressed with the fact that he had that ability. And, um, you know, uh, obviously he could hurt you with his legs. So, um, you know, that, that, they tried every type of blitz you could possibly imagine. And, uh, you know, of course they got pressure on him. Uh, but, Uh, You know, he outplayed the pressure and, uh, you know, Philadelphia ended up with a great victory from it.
1: We are visiting with Mayor Charles Kane. He is the mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlantic County, New Jersey. It's 20, almost 24 minutes past the hour. So we ran a little bit long in this segment, but it's okay. We'll catch up right now. And of course, we have the six bonus minutes before Brian Kilmeade. Uh, We have just completed, if you're joining the program, our annual rite of passage where Charles and I uh, the mayor and I, we um, select game by game, painstakingly, and now it's 17 games. It's more than ever. We make our picks, and we live with them, and we'll see how they turn out. We've been pretty good over the years, actually. You know, when it was uh, – it's weird how that extra game it just makes the season seem like it's so much longer and well into December and such. Uh, we'll be back. Don't go away. Much more important content straight ahead. And at a time of his choosing, Mayor Kane has a major announcement that you'll hear exclusively on the Hurley in the Morning program.
0: Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back.
1: Approaching 30 minutes past the hour. Mayor, anything else on the Philadelphia Eagles that you would like to talk about?
14: Well, Mayor, I'm looking forward to, I I have to tell you, the anticipation I have for this season um, is pretty much like no other. Um, I I believe that Philadelphia is going to have a great year, uh, and I would not not be surprised if philadelphia is there at the end of the season so and by the uh, way obviously I, I, injuries I, yeah, are, are key i,
1: I was just going to say because no doubt there would be people as we were doing that that will be like oh come on now this is just ridiculous but you have them 12 and 5 that's not it's not unrealistic it's a good season it's a very good season uh team good teams do that every year uh, i guarantee you there there will be a team that wins at least 13 games or more uh this season i have them at 13 and 4 you have them at 12 and 5 i think that's more realistic than it seemed when we were doing the uh one by one
14: Well, it's tough when you see you have a, you know, I potentially had a seven game winning streak and and that's 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 nearly impossible in this day and age in the NFL. But uh, I believe, you know, they have the benefit of a decent schedule. And, uh, you know, I I tell you, yesterday, the synergy that you saw, this connection between Brown and Hurts is going to be devastating for other teams in the NFL. Uh, Do you
1: think most Eagles fans, do you think many of our listeners know that they go all the way back to high school?
14: High school, yes.
1: This is not like they played one year at Alabama together. They go all the way back to high school. So you know, it's, it, it, when you have a favorite receiver, uh, somebody that just always seems like they're open, and I'm going to tell you what I'm so impressed with um, him about, A.J. Brown. He has this knack to get open like the great ones can do. I don't know how they do it, but they're able to slip coverage and get open. He's got that.
14: Oh, no doubt about it. I tell you, there was one early on. Um, uh, the Eagles took an early timeout, which I was frustrated with. I'm like, "Why are we taking the timeout so yeah, early?" But if you so. look, AJ Brown walked over to Ertz, bumped, uh, kind of bumped into him. You could see he rattled in his ear, and then he walked away. And I said, "Yes," I said you watch. He is. He he just went over and told him. I got this. I'm getting separation, you know. And and if you watch the next play, I believe it was a running play, and then it was it became the um, the Brown show. And uh, I think that was him going over and saying, "Hey, I got this. I'm getting the separation we need. Um, you know, target me." And uh, you know, I believe that's. Um that that's what happened in that game, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that. It's instinctive, and um, you know that's what you need uh, in football games. You know it's Gronkowski and uh, and Brady. Yes. So uh, you know it's.
1: Uh, Ooh, by the way, I'm going to be. I I think I have a pizza on the line with someone. I'm going to be proven right. He is going to come back. That guy's clever. He got to skip the whole preseason, all the stuff you don't want to do, and he gets to come back when he wants. He's going to come back. I know it.
14: I, I got to tell you something. He's so poised to do do other things that he can make a ton of money with. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, they have
1: some mini mark on the calendar. I forget exactly when it is. You mark my words. Whatever, and I'll I'll look further into this so that I can speak more conversantly on it. But there's some mini mark date on the calendar that has something to do with the league. You know rules. Hilk uh, he will be activated on that date. I'm telling <laughs> you. We'll see. One of us will be right. All right. One of us will be right. All right. So um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the break because we ran long in the first segment. When we come back, Mayor Kane has major breaking news. Mayor, are you ready to do this when we come back? I believe so. Let's do it. Okay. Don't turn it back now. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It's uh, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek, the official, the exclusive. Automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program and the Hurley in the Morning family. We love them and they've done such a great job with all of our cars for so long. You think about the relationship, uh, you trust your children. I mean, my 17 year old children were driving in cars that we got at all of them, all three of them that we got at the Auto Plaza at English Creek. You're trusting your children in those cars your spouse yourself it's pretty uh pretty weighty responsibility there we'll be back in just a few minutes don't go away with mayor charles kane i am respectfully yours
0: early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are
1: back, approaching 39 minutes past the hour. Mayor Charles Kane, yours truly, Hurley in the Morning. It's the Auto Plaza at English Creek, Monday mornings in the 9 o'clock hour, right here on Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Mr. Mayor, uh, I turn the floor over to you for what I have been billing this morning in advance of your appearance as a major announcement.
14: Well, Mayor, um, I have to tell you, I have uh, extremely, extremely mixed feelings about what I'm about to announce, but um, I know in my heart, I know uh, it's the right thing for me to do for uh, my family, the, the community as a whole, and um, I've enjoyed uh, a lot of years, a lot of years in the car business locally in Egg Township, and I'm here to announce that um, Auto Plaza will be closing uh, this week in Eckarbor Township. Wow.
1: The, isn't that surreal? I mean, I heard you say it, but it doesn't seem like it's real. Surreal.
14: Well, Mayor, I, listen. I, I I I love my customers, as you know. Um, our our philosophy for decades has been, um, you know, we create customers for life, and uh, I've become very very friendly with with many of my customers. Um, consider them in my circle of friends, and uh, uh, that's going to be the di- most difficult part. Um, you know, we've we've had a, a wonderful wonderful run in Ector Township. Um, the industry is changing in a way that uh, I, I believe that. Um, dealerships of our size uh meaning uh, much larger independence um are going to struggle moving forward uh the pandemic was something that uh you couldn't even imagine uh, obviously none of us imagined going through in our lives and uh, i have to tell you it really made me stop take inventory take stock and say you know what do i want to do moving forward and i have to tell you mayor the loss of my mother um being there every day with me um really played into my decision um not seeing her every day not having her there with me every day um you know has really played into the decision and 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 we were very blessed uh to get an offer from uh, a non-automotive entity um they're going to build something very very special for the for the township of egg harbor um and um you know it's time for us to to move on and and look at the next chapter in our lives
1: how many years uh has the auto plaza in english creek been there
14: uh, we opened uh, February of 1997, Mayor. Wow.
1: And before that, you were involved in the automotive industry for how many years?
14: Yeah, Mayor, I, I've I've uh, I've been in the car business since uh, I got out of high school, and um, you know uh, I've I've enjoyed my run, and I and I always said, Mayor, I, I did say I've said this my entire career when I stop having fun um when i can't wait to get up every morning and go to work it's time to um move on and you know the pandemic unfortunately did that to me um you know at the end of the day uh, prior to the pandemic even even through the recession i still couldn't wait to get up every morning you know we're gonna fight through it let's fight and um uh the pandemic changed that uh you know it just uh i i do not have the passion that I had prior to the pandemic uh, beginning. And, um, you know, it's time now to see what the next uh, phase of my life uh, brings.
1: Is it fair to say that you were always up and jazzed and charged up for a fair fight? This actually became an unfair fight, didn't it? Couldn't get inventory, parts, disaster. Uh, It became an unfair fight, didn't it?
14: it It really did mayor, um, and it the industry's forever changed uh, and and when you look at the horizon of what you know possibly could go on in this country uh, in the near future and, and possibly long term. Um, I, I don't see it changing. Um, the when you look at the internal struggles we face as as car dealers across the country, um, you know uh, I believe that the tightening is only going to get worse. And 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 you know this is part of uh, you know other other uh, dealers hopefully will 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 thrive. Um, and you know we wish the best always uh, in our industry. You know we we felt that you know as you know, Mayor, we never ever ever said an ill word. Um, about uh, an, a competitor, because in my opinion, you know, uh, high tide raises all ships and you, you have to stay positive and you and you stay positive on your industry. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're looking right now. Um, we believe we've made a deal uh, for our customers, uh, which I will notify them all um, on this show and I'll notify them, uh, you know, uh, via mail and email um, through our company. But, uh, Mary, you know, it's just time at this point. Um, you know, uh, the pandemic claims another one. Uh, but it's a good thing for us uh you know fortunately for us uh the right 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 opportunity came along and and uh we're we're moving on
1: in terms of total number of years in the automotive industry how many years do you have
14: i started out in the car business mayor in 1984 wow. and um have not uh you know uh, i i have had many other actually that 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 i don't want to exaggerate 1985 um i one year through my my young young career i you know i i held other positions and and i I tell you i still remember the first day I, i started a new car dealership uh as a parts driver, I drove for uh, Dapp Maze Mays Landing and I, and I used to drive to a car dealership every day and, uh, delivering parts and, uh, I loved the atmosphere. When I got offered a job, I took it and, uh, you know, I continued to excel from there. So, you know, I started out as a parts driver and, and by the time my, uh, short career and that was over i was running uh, you know uh, multiple dealerships with a hundred plus employees and um you know i really enjoyed it and then made the decision to go out on our own and it's 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 been a blessing god has god has been great to me um and uh you know i, I just uh, this is this is i make this decision with a very heavy heart um and uh you know uh it's i do believe it's the right thing for my family
1: did you serve, ultimately, four generations, or was it three? Three generations.
14: Three generations. Um, you know, uh, we, we've we had the opportunity, and that picture still hangs in this one. Unfortunately, they're coming down now, but, um, you know, uh, I remember the day when we all stood around that bill, and it was grandmom and grandpa mom and dad and and then uh their son's uh, first vehicle and um you know we've had many more instances like that and and that that's that's something else especially in our industry loyalty in our industry um you know is is you know normally that people go for the you know the cheapest price in the ad and um you know gaining loyalty in our business is is a very tough thing and and i believe that's something that the auto plaza has always stood for and um you know people are going to remember us finally and um, that's the, I, I hope I hope that's the legacy we leave. Um, and again, my, we, we, I, I announce this with such a heavy heart. But uh, again, I know it's the right thing for um, myself and my family moving forward.
1: One last question and then we'll get our final break in. And we're going to be joined by Holly Moore, who's been Charles and Amory's partner for so many for decades, actually, uh, a service manager at the Auto Plaza in English Creek. In terms of you were fortunate because you had so many decades and so much relationship building. For the independent car dealership, how challenging is the funding uh, sources that you need, the banks that you need to, to be able to work with? I would imagine that would be very challenging for someone new starting out or even someone with a lot of years of service.
14: Yeah, that is that is becoming more and more challenging. Um, you know, I've enjoyed relationships with many lenders for, for decades. And, and lenders, uh, you know, have made the decision that uh, their concentration has to be in other areas. And um, a lot of independents are going to find themselves without the ability to... Uh, finance, um, or offer attractive financing. And, and, you know, when you, when you make decisions like I've made, uh, you have to factor in all these things. And, you know, I'm looking at technology in the way technology is far outpacing, um, the ability of the current workforce for technicians. Um, technology is evolving so quickly, um, and, you know, it's becoming more and more difficult. You add the supply chain issues on top of it, um, that's not going away for, for a considerable amount of time. And you start having to say, okay, well, you know, Where is this going to end up in in another decade, and and do you want to be here to be part of it? And, um, you know, I've made a decision, and I have to tell you, once again, I mean, um, losing my rock there every day with me, um, you know, um, made this decision. uh, it It came faster than what I expected to happen, put it that way.
1: Mayor, we'll get the break in. We're going to come right back. If there's anything you didn't have the opportunity to say, the time will be yours. And we'll welcome Holly into the coverage in our final segment coming up. It's the Auto Plaza at English Creek with Mayor Charles Kane, and yours truly.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City. hd 3 Millville, a Town Square Media station.
15: What if I told you your home movies are already past their prime? It's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over 1 million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos too. Visit com slash now to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash now to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash now.
5: Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
1: Thank you. Great one. 53 minutes past the hour. If you've missed our coverage in the last segment, you missed Mayor Charles Kane. The owner of the auto plaza at English Creek with a very heavy heart, mixed emotions, make the announcement that the auto plaza at English Creek will be closing this week. Mr. Mayor, before we bring Holly Moore, your service manager on, and not only is she your service manager, but a very, very dear friend for such a long time. Uh, is there anything that you didn't have the opportunity to share?
14: Um. You know, Mayor, I, I again, it, it's with a heavy heart and mixed feelings, and, uh, you know, we'll still be. Uh, here with you, uh, uh, on Monday mornings. So we'll have a chance to talk about how this transition goes and how, um, you know, uh, what, what the other side is going to look like and what, uh, our customers, what we're going to do. Um, but you know, mayor, it's, it's, it's with mixed feelings and a heavy heart. Uh, but I do know again, it's the right thing for my family. It's the right thing for my staff and it's the right thing for the township because, uh, you know, uh, um, it, it, the township is going to move forward with me selling.
1: What I also think is very decent of you, you could just cut and run. You made it clear you're selling. It's not an automotive thing. It's a non-automotive um, use purpose, and we're not going to get into any of that. But you're also working to try to give your many, many longtime clients over decades uh, a soft landing. And I think that's um, commendable, respectable, admirable, and you know the right thing to do. And a lot of people wouldn't do that. You just would, You could just cut and run. Uh, but you're actually working to give your customers uh, a place because, let's face it, I, I'm one of them. We've been going to you for all of our sales, our parts, our service, and th- these are things, they're very important. You know, you know my philosophy about all this. I'm not transactional. I'm a relationship builder, and my relationships last a lifetime. They last decades. Uh, you just look at the um, the all-star roster of this program. I mean, there are people that have been with me for 31 years. That's unheard of in, in my industry, but that's because we built relationships. Uh, I'm not an order taker. Uh, you build a relationship. I've just always believed that the, um, the business side then takes care of itself. So I'm in the same boat. Uh, fortunately, I've never missed an oil change. I've never missed a tune-up. Uh, and so I feel, you know, again, you always remind us that they're mechanical things and they can break at any moment, but... I feel like I'm, you know, good to go until you tell me where I should be. And uh, we're going to we're going to respect and we're going to honor that. But the um, the whole conversation is surreal when you're just used to day after day, week after week, year after year, decade after decade. uh, Certain things just don't sound right. This was um, this was very tough for you to deliver, wasn't it?
14: Uh, Mayor, it it ranks up there with one of the hardest things I've I've ever had to do. Um, You know, Holly and I were talking the other day, and we remember sitting out on the curb up front watching the sign go up um, and how proud we were when that happened. And, um, you know, that's something. You know, we we entertained an offer in the the fall of last year, and uh, it didn't. Feel right. Uh, we, we could have left in the fall of last year and, um, you know, we had some pretty intense negotiations, but at the end of the day, it didn't feel right for me. It didn't feel right for my customers and it didn't feel right, um, for the use of the property in Edgar Township. And, um, you know, we, we kind of passed on that and, and, and again, we were very blessed, um, to have a another offer present itself um which I, I i'll be able to disclose how it all happened at one time and i, I do believe mayor there was divine intervention in this um uh when you 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 are familiar with the surroundings and what happened but uh you know the timing of the call the, the 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 timing of everything um you know i believe uh you know things happen for a reason and i'm in god's hands and god put this here for us now and it's time for us to move on
1: Would you like to bring Holly into the fold right now?
14: Uh, Please, yes.
1: It's 57 minutes past the hour, so we have nine minutes until Brian Kilmeade on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're putting together um, a digital component to all of this that will be available for you to see. In the next hour or so, just to give our listeners, if you've missed some of this, an opportunity to find out exactly what's happening uh, at the moment. Holly, welcome to the program. Uh, How about this news? Hey, good
16: morning, Harry. How about this news, huh?
1: I mean, i i i'd rather I'd rather the Eagles lose to Dallas twice this year than than to be talking about this. How you like that one, well,
16: Holly? I, got, I, got, I do like that one. Yeah, now, I know you but do. But I got to tell you, Harry. Yeah. You know, I told Charlie. Um, I'm, I'm over sixty years old now. the The years are adding up. I've been in the service business, you know, for over thirty five years. And I'll be honest with you, it came at the right time for me too, because. I was going to retire next, take an early out next year anyway. So I'm ready for it. I hope this all works out for Charlie and his family, but I feel good about where I'm going with my future. And I can tell you, I'm not going to any more car dealerships. I totally, totally
1: retire. I'd also probably point out, and you can speak to this, Holly, uh, not just the business relationship as Charles and Amory as owners and you as service manager, but the friendship.
16: Oh, I can't tell you, Harry. The, the, you know, I'm a little choked up too. Obviously, it is bittersweet. Um, I've, I've worked for Charlie for 35 years, and you know, changed his kids' diapers here. You know, it's in. You know, my kids were four and eight, and now they're. You know, 38 and 43, and they still call him Uncle Charlie. So I'm blessed to have them in my life, and they're going to stay in my life. Trust me, I'm going to bother the shit out of him. He's not getting away with me not being around.
1: <laughs> I just hit the dumb button. Just put out the S word. I hit the dumb button. Uh,
15: <laughs> give us an, anyway, Holly, hey, give us a, mayor. Be,
1: mayor, before you comment, Holly, because I want to give Holly a chance to share about what it was like working with charles and Anne marie how would you describe the experience
16: well i i I, it's hard to describe the experience you know with all the people we've met over the years and you know charlie just brought up his mom and um Mm. also i called her mom she was a very uh, very much a part of this family that we all have here and poppy i know you all out there people you remember poppy and You know, we've lost so many loved ones over the years, and um, I feel blessed to be part of this whole family. I mean, his sister Cheryl and I have been friends for over 35 years. I've been really just a part of this family, and there's no other feeling like that. I had an offer, Charlie will tell you, um, back (laughs) when the pandemic. Well, last year sometime, I had an offer. I had a phone call. And you know what I told him? I said, 35 years of loyalty, loyalty matters me. But thank you for the offer. So um could have left him a long time ago, but I would never leave him because I love him and I love his family.
1: Mayor, you were going to say a moment ago, and I interrupted you for Holly.
14: Well, I mean, Holly and I, um, obviously, this is much more than, than, than an employer-employee relationship. I mean, she is family. Um, you know, her and I, uh, we go back many many years we go back into, into 1990 um working mm-hmm. at new car dealerships together and uh you know she's a special part of our lives and our families are intertwined and, and again that that'll always stay mayor but you know through the years i mean as she just mentioned poppy poppy was so beloved for so many years there um you know that he brought character to the auto plaza you know i had the pleasure of my father working there my stepfather working there all of our kids have worked there as as you know jobs to um you know uh their first jobs when they were in school. Uh, my brothers worked there. My sisters worked there. Um, and, of course, my beloved mom. And my mom would be over the moon right now um, because this call came when she was still with us. And, um, you know, she was an integral part of me making the decision. And she would be so proud right now that, um, of what's going to be built on the site. And she would be so proud that um, we're moving on to the next phase of our lives.
1: You know what's going to be really um, – I think uh, it will be cathartic, but it will be also wonderful because of the nature of your business. It's seven days. Even if you close by law for one day, you're doing other stuff You know, at, at that time. It never turned off for all this time. I remember when you served the one term in office and you did not seek reelection, you would have won in, in a massive mandate, uh, but you wanted to be around – your children and formative years your son's hockey your daughter your wife everybody uh so you didn't run again uh to to because you can't get that if you ran you'd have to work it the way that you work it which is is all in uh now you actually you're going to be able to do things that you've never been able to do before
14: well watch out Hamilton I'm all yours um you know uh, I I'm going to take some considerable time off um, I want to, you know, we have an election to run. I want to run hard. Um, I want to win for myself. I want to win for the residents of Hamilton Township. I want to win for the Township Committee that's, that's put forth all the, you know, the great things that we're okay. doing here in Hamilton. I want to see those things come to fruition. So, Mayor, I'm, Hamilton, I'm all yours. Uh, get out and vote November 8th. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll take some time and, and, and we'll figure out what the future brings.
1: Uh, Three-minute drill. Holly, anything you want to share in closing?
16: No, obviously, Harry, I'm going to miss you, sweetheart. Um, we are friends on Facebook. We'll keep in touch that way. To all our customers that have been loyal over the years, um, pray for us because I think that, that our future is just going to get brighter here. Love you all, and uh, it's still a great day to buy a car.
1: At the Auto Plaza in English Creek. Thank you, Holly.
16: <laughs> have a great one, Harry. You Take it. care of
1: yourself. And you t- you right. too. We'll be in touch. And, Mayor, let me give you an opportunity in the two- or three-minute drill that we have, about two minutes. Uh, just to share a close. Well, mayor in the
14: next couple days, we will be selling off um, uh, parts and and vehicle inventory. The vehicles have to go. Um, They have to go this week. Um, Anything that I don't sell will be, uh, uh, you know, will probably be going back to the auction or I am in talks with another car dealer. Um, But um, uh, right now, uh, I'll sell them for auction prices. So anyone that that comes in and and to to our loyal listeners and our our fans out there, you know, this is a good thing. This is something that um, it's a very positive thing for. For us, I apologize to to all the customers, but we'll find a way, like as you said, to have a soft landing. And, um, you know, uh, again, uh, as as mixed emotions as I have and upset as I am, when I think about it, um, you know, I am excited about the next phase of my life and uh, what that brings. Well, you should be. I'm very fortunate, Mayor, to have an amazing family and uh, a, a wife that... That supports me in whatever i do and um you know it's this is taking its toll on her too and she's looking forward to figuring out what we want to do together for the next phase of our life
1: we have just enough time for you to uh close with your uh your very memorable tagline
14: well mayor it is with a heavy heart that i announced this this morning uh pandemic does claim another one but it's you know fortunately for us and remember mayor it's always a great day to buy a car
1: at the auto plaza at english creek and especially this week mayor right you said you're willing to sell at auction prices.
14: Uh, so you auction have. Auction prices, everything. You got it. The remaining cars have to go, or I'm going to return them to the auction. So I'd rather give them to people for a discount.
1: Mayor, uh, so proud of you. Uh, we'll be in touch, of course, and uh, looking forward to next week's show already. Thank you, sir.
14: Thank you, Mayor. Have a wonderful day.
1: You too, my friend. Well, you don't do that every day, and uh, I knew this day was coming too, and it was um, tough stuff. Brian Kilmeade is here.